Hey, this is John Reap from the Country-ish Podcast on the All Things Comedy Network. No sports? No problem. My bookie offers the latest and most popular sport game titles and state-of-the-art software. No need to leave the comfort of your home. It's all at your fingertips. Featuring a truly flawless live casino, complete with professional dealers, as well as a large selection of classic and progressive slots games, plus the greatest selection of video poker variants. They really do offer something for everyone. Take advantage of their daily promotions for the casino, which includes bonuses, cash backs, raffles, free chips, and free spins for you to increase your chances of winning every single day. Also, you can put your skills to the test in their latest free blackjack and slots tournaments, which includes a free 10K prize pool blackjack tournament. Stuck at home? Don't even sweat it. They got you covered. Join now and start winning big today. Sick and tired of getting the runaround when you ask for a payout? My bookie pays fast when you win. With decades of experience, great customer service, and hassle-free transactions, why would you bet anywhere else? Visit mybookie.ag and use the promo code ATCCASINO for a 150% bonus on your first deposit. Bet with the biggest, win with the best, only at my bookie. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Oh, what a great audience. Let's dim the lights for this next one. Nope, too much. Ah, there it is. Gotta get things just right. Like Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay and we help you find coverage options that fit your budget. And now, the mood is right. Wait, the lights are back on again. Trudy, can you... And now it's completely dark. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Don't try to run, don't try to hide. You steal your car without thinking twice. Stop the party, hide your shit. Then leave this in the hell tonight. Whoa! 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 What's up, Food Podcast? With Felipe Esparza. And Rodrigo Torres. Yeah, man. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Thank you, everybody, for listening last week uh, at our sixth episode of Just the Two of Us. Hell yeah. Thank you, everybody, who listened, man. And I don't know, man. I don't think we can get a hold of um, Prieto Javier. <laughs> He's probably like um, 40-something years old or 30-something, late 30s. He knows where to find us. And um, maybe I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe one day, um, Rodrigo and I and the manager, we might take a trip to Tijuana, Mexico, right? That'll be fucking cool. I'm It'll down. be the search for Angel Esparza. <laughs> we don't even have to search. We'll be right there. Bro. I know, man. We'll just take our <laughs> podcast gear and meet him at the border, bro, and have some tacos and have a podcast. Maybe it'll be like a three-hour podcast. <laughs> just for want to get paid, though. It'll be the first time we pay someone a podcast. This for breaking them off. Yeah, man. Shout out to everybody who um, listens to our podcast. Hold on. What's this podcast? Give him a shout out. Bobby Lopez, listening from Brooklyn. He has listened to every episode and finally gave us a review on iTunes last week. So shout out to Bobby Lopez. It's about time, bro. 
also, man, shout out to this guy who made the Keith box. We got all his info now. <laughs> Ray Mini. Get a hold of him, at. That's right. The South Dakotian um, Native American Raymond Fiddler. Mm-hmm. Mato Mato Numpa Cedar Designs. I guess that's some old uh, Indian words for craftsmanship. Yeah. Native owned and operated. Hit him up on Facebook or hit him up through a cellular phone at 408-840-6216 and ask for Raymond Fiddler. Raymond Fiddler, man. Thank you, man, for making that badass Keith box. Also, that Keith box works amazing, man. It's a big one, though. I don't think I'm ever going to have that much weed to put in there. <laughs> I'm selling Keith now. <laughs> I know, man. This thing is huge. You have to put, like, you would have to put a whole ounce in there to get a Keith box going there. It's a big-ass box. So him. he makes them pretty cheap, man. Like, he'll make you whatever Keith box you want. And um, you decide on the price, you know. He's one of those guys that um, doesn't want to rob nobody, you know. But um, depending on what kind of Keith box you want, somebody, you want to give them $20, you're going to have a Keith box that's going to give everybody splinters. Man. <laughs> so I do, just send it to me for free. But they're all handcrafted by a, by a certified 100% Native American. Certified dog. Hell yeah, man. This guy, man, has a good story, man, and. To make any Keith box. Out of feathers. Man, this Keith box, you know, like where the Keith is supposed to fall out of my Keith box. The little mirror? It's huge, bro. <laughs> it looks like a fucking, um, it looks like one of those um, cookie sheets to make cookies. <laughs> Another way to make fucking wax, huh? Also, man, sh- don't forget, next week is the call-in show. Next week, Tuesday, June 7th at 6 p.m. Pacific time. We'll be live on YouTube Slash ATC live on YouTube, and you can call us for about an hour and a half on our Skype line. <clears throat> Excuse me, Skype line at 323-282-7424. If it's busy, just keep trying to get in, man. We're gonna accept all calls. You never know, man. We might have um, Perieto Javier call in. <laughs> Don't be trying to call in, <laughs> collect. Eh? He probably wants to come over here and hang out and do the podcast with us with Speedos on it. <laughs> I was just thinking about his Speedos, dog. He probably has a Mira Lucha Libre party right now, huh? <laughs> Looking like a little mono, dog. Also, man, upcoming shows will be in Birmingham, Alabama. Actually, Hoover, Alabama. This week, June 3rd through the 5th at Stardome. Also, Next week, I'll be in um, Orlando Improv with Marcella Arguello and um, Adam Murray. What's that, bro? Give us some Adam Murray, bro. Man, I don't know. It's like a weird voice with those little locks and curls on his forehead, man. Is that he's a cab driver too, huh, fool? Yeah, man. <laughs> and he's been bummed. He's been robbed too. <laughs> I forgot Rob Nash. Got beat up though. by a late by a single mom. <laughs> he's one of those fools that'll let it happen, dog. <laughs> also, Orlando, I'll be there June 9th through the 12th. June 11th is my birthday, if anybody's thinking about bringing me anything. <laughs> At the Orlando Improv, San Diego, July 15th. This is going to be a big show. It's at Humphreys by the Bay. By the Bay. This is one of those places where you can rent a hotel room and watch the show from your hotel room. So that means your kids can watch the show if you get a hotel room at Humphreys by the Bay. Your whole family can watch the show from the room. Or a sailboat, dog. Or a sailboat. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. You know, for, forget, you know, trying to get a baseball on your boat, paddle ball your. Imagine somebody shows up, G. Riley style. 
Yo, what's going on, y'all? I'm just anchor right here. <laughs> Who's the real there? Fucking paddle boating, laughing. <laughs> Fucking drowning, huh, dog? Bloop, 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 bloop. So that's where we'll be, man. San Diego, July 15th. Arlington, Virginia, Washington, D.C. area. Arlington, Virginia, July 29 and 30 at Arlington Draft House. Everybody from D.C. area, please show up, everybody. Also, tickets are now on sale for my August show in Chicago and Boston. Get those while they last at felipesworld.com-tour. Don't forget, if you're going to buy something on Amazon, Use our Amazon search window on felipesworld.com because every time you buy something on Amazon from our site, we get a little kickback that helps keep the podcast running. So do God's work and go through the Amazon search window on felipesworld.com. Hell yeah. <laughs> Whatever yeah, you need to buy. Whatever you're going to buy. Flip-flops. Flip-flop, a gun. <laughs> a fucking gun. Can NRA over here, dog. Hey, man, what's so with dumbass people, man, getting caught on Craigslist back in the day? <laughs> Do you what, fool? Trying to sell, trying to, trying to sell. This is how they always get you on Craigslist, man. When you try to buy like marijuana material, affiliates. <laughs> oh, how homeboy got stung that one time? How did he get busted, dog? Dude, supposedly this fool went on fucking Craigslist looking for uh, hydroponic gear, right? And the guy's all, yeah, I got some hydroponic gear. I'll meet you fucking so and so location in the parking lot. Sounds sketchy. But anyways, he went, goes and goes and meets him in the parking lot. And then the guy's all, hey, man, you know where I can get some smoke? Yeah, man. Why don't I just, um, why don't you just give me an ounce? I'm going to call it even. <laughs> yeah, so that fucking simple hydroponic deal that was supposed to be a simple deal became a fucking serious drug deal in the end. Hell yeah. For as soon as he gave him the fucking uh, weed, he said he handcuffed his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we just completed coming from the road. Flew out and fucking yanked that handcuff and fucking kept driving, dog. Oh, we got one punch in. <laughs> Came back to the town with a black eye, huh, fool? That's how they get you, huh? That motherfucker got nabbed. You could have fought that uh, with entrapment. That's what that shit is. Entrapment. But hey, I guess he didn't get entrapped. He got convicted, you know? <laughs> is that really entrapment, though? If you can prove it otherwise. But if you ain't got a good-ass lawyer, motherfucker got a public defender and shit with a fucking suit that's all tight, that fool can't even think in front of the judge. Second strike? <laughs> you're going to be here for about 90 days, eh? How about entrapment when, um, you're, when like, you pick up a, like a, a prostitute? Not a, you, know it's a, you know it's a prostitute already, right? You right. pick her up because no, nobody goes into a car with fat motherfuckers. <laughs> right? Unless you're picking up your mom. So she goes in the car and then, hey, man. You looking for a date? A date? I don't know how they start. You know, I don't know the lingo. I never picked up a prostitute with a car. <laughs> so she goes in the car and she goes, um, yeah, man, so what kind of party are you looking for? And I say, wow, what kind of party do you have? <laughs> what do you want to do? Put it in your ass. You know, or something. You got to say something freaky rather than run another car. They might think you're a cop. <laughs> whatever you say, whatever. When is, this, when, when is it entrapment? Not because I want to pick up a prostitute or anything, but I want to know for our listeners who are idiots, who <laughs> travel abroad. Abroad, international law. Maybe it's a question for a guest. I don't know. No, well, it's, it becomes entrapment when they roll up to you and they psych your ass out, fool. How? They'll, they'll, they'll beat around the bush, and as soon as you mention, oh, are you a prostitute? Would you like to fucking have sex with me? Yes. 
They got your ass, dog. And see, but that's sneaky. So you get a lawyer to help you fight. Go, hey, man, I was minding my own business. I was fucking eating this fucking donut over here. And this bitch comes over here flapping her jaws about this and that. That ain't right. Well, let's look at the fucking side law. Well, did you go over there and not talk about prostitution in the beginning? And they'll be like, nah, motherfucker, we were talking about prostitution. Well, it is entrapment. And fucking, you can get the fuck out of here, dog. That fucking case ain't going to hold. Yeah, man. But see, that's going to cost like a thousand dollars in legal work, bro. Because I was watching American Greed. <laughs> This weekend, and, for, and I know now, man. If if two hot Russian chicks like me in a bar, <laughs> it's all fake. <laughs> I thought you were fucking <laughs> a stockbroker, dog. Shilenkova is not into me. <laughs> it was crazy, man. Ooh, like Felipe. it was, a, it was, a, and now an American greed. He thought he was gonna get laid by these two Russian women, but in the end, they whipped him out with forty grand. <laughs> so this guy was like a, a guy. That was um, uh, a sportscaster in um, some other city. And he went to Miami to have a good time. And while he was there at a bar, everybody recognizing him. Hey, you're that guy who's the sportscaster from whatever. Yeah, I'm the guy who's the sportscaster. No, I'm the weatherman from over there. <laughs> Fucking anchorman. I am the weatherman. Yeah, whatever. And then they go like this. Oh, you weatherman? <laughs> you tower, you tower um, weatherman? Whatever, right? He's getting And then another one him. comes up. The, her friend, right? She's more stupid. Pretends <laughs> to be more stupid, right? Can oh, he's weather man. Then they get him with, uh, you're the nicest American we've met all week. They're all assholes. <laughs> they yeah, make right. a sucker their dicks. Whatever, right man. They're hot. Super hot, dog. Mm. They were born in 1986, okay? <laughs> Expensive hot. Yeah, they were born in 1986, according to the story. So this happened in the late 90s. But this food, like, they're like 23, 24 years old. Who they they tell him, um, let's go to this other party we know to uh, this other party, right? So they um they spice this they, when that fool goes, whatever. Let's take shots at the first place they met. Let's take shots, shots, whatever shots. So you know they're rubbing his leg, you know. Hell yeah, <clears throat> somebody dog. rubs your inner thigh is on. You know? Oh, dude, so they're getting all hot, whatever, right? Makes you want to buy shots. Yeah. Right? <laughs> So that fool, exactly. He didn't want to buy shots. He goes, I don't, you know. He was, he was trying to be up in the story, you know. You know, he, he you know, he took that shot willingly, you know. <laughs> but he, he said, no. Yeah, he goes, nah, man, I don't do shots. You know, it's impossible. You know, I don't do shots. So I just, all right, do another shot, whatever. So I do the shot. So I should have known something. Right? So that fool felt dizzy, bro. So he was crawling to the next place, and at the next place, every time they ordered, were he, they were buying drinks at that bar. He was already like fainting, right? But he was drinking with them. Ooh, champagne bottle, five grand. Fuck, they got that crystal. Yeah, fuck it, two more shots, seven grand. <sighs> so the first night, they fucking took this fool for 15 grand, right? So then he goes back to his room, and he's there with no T-shirt, right? He was there with no T-shirt, woke up with no T-shirt, fucking massive headaches. Um, he don't know where his, those fucking chicks took his sunglasses. <laughs> And these were expensive sunglasses, right? Fucking wayfarers. So this fool said, let's go. Where's my glasses? Oh, we took your glasses by accident. You know, they look the same, right? They look the same. So then a credit card company calls this fool, right? Oh, no, they don't call this fool. That's later. So then he goes, whatever, right? It's a weekend, right? It's a weekend, right? It's a weekend. So this fool had a mean-ass headache, right? So then... um. These chicks tell him, man, we're all going to this art exhibit, right? You want to come? 
yeah, let's have more drinks. So they give the fool more medicine, more poison, right, in his drink to be off painting. So they go to the art exhibit. This fool pays for a painting, bro, almost $38,000. Fuck, what they roofie this fool with, dog? WD-40, dog? And, okay, <laughs> keep in mind, this fool, they haven't held his penis once. Oh, my God, fool. This fool had got nothing, dog. $38,000, i will be fucking both those bitches in the ass, dog. <laughs> okay. And then after, okay, so then after they dumped him over, bro, and he woke up, went to my aunt, went back to wherever he's from, Orlando or Tampa, where he's from. <laughs> we'll see you at the show next week. <laughs> they fucking end up taking like $48,000 out of his credit card, right? And he was trying to fight it with American Express. You know, I don't even drink champagne. I don't even do this. <laughs> I don't pop bottles, dog. They do, motherfucker. He I didn't even get my dick sucked. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Fool, they ain't a TV show called American Dumbass, fool? What the fuck is I know. I'm thinking, I'm watching American Greed going, why am I watching this? This is not American Greed. He got, fuck, he got what he paid for. <laughs> this is how we party but in then, Russia. So they said, they, they did an investigation, right? These are all big <laughs> fucking Russian fools, right? These Russian dudes, right? They dupe everybody there every weekend, right? It's a network. It's a syndicate. And they had an undercover cop that was supposed to watch out, and he was investigating these fools. And he said that he he, he they he was working there, knowing that they, he was he was a cop, but they didn't know that he was on the level looking looking at them. They thought he was like, oh, a dirty cop, whatever. So fool, when somebody ran off, when he had a tab of twelve thousand, he realized he saw the numbers. Because when they show you the receipt to sign it, because you're signing for everything, yeah, yeah. But they're like Confirming blocking the shit. money, right? A girl's giving you a kiss. <laughs> you turn around. You're doing a shot. Then another guy grabs your balls, whatever. <laughs> another kiss. So then you're fucking signing. They're holding your hand and you're signing your life. You're signing the debt, ten thousand. Yeah, so then one guy, he, the, the undercover cop that was working there, he goes, he said. Well, oh, this guy ran off, and me being an undercover cop, you know, and I couldn't blow my cover, and I had to go get this guy. And I told him, you know, listen, man, I don't, the laws are still in Florida that once you're in a bar or a restaurant and you try to walk out without paying, you broke the law. It don't matter where you stepped out of an establishment. <laughs> you know, you made a purchase, you know. You, know, you could fight it later on, but you're breaking the law, and he told him, you know, if you don't, Stop, I'm a police officer. I'm going to beat you up. I'm going to arrest you right now. You're breaking the law. I suggest you go back in there and pay your tab. That fool has to go back in there and pay his tab. So that's... that's so they're the, using that loophole to fuck yeah. you over. Uh, if you try to get out of it, you can't get out of it. Fucking Russians ain't stupid, dog. So let me tell you, man. So this... Not only is um this, this weatherman got duped, the chicks got duped. How, These cool. young chicks got ads from um, when they were in Russia or Slovakia or whatever they're at, Slovakia, the, the Ukraine, right? They got they read an ad go, come to America, work work at a modeling, make lots of money. And when they get there, bro, ooh, there's no ticket back home, dog. They hold their passports. It's, you have to work this off. The debt, right? Yeah, so you got to work at this bar, and the way you make money is um, by them buying more drinks. And you get 20% of every sale. Oh, that's mob shit, huh, fool? So they're fucking making money now, bro. So these chicks become professionals. It's fool. When they went to these fucking scandalous ass chicks' rooms, like they were, like that guy was undercover, right? The, the police officer said that he was working undercover and he would pick up these dumb chicks that were coming from Russia or whatever out of um, 
because they were paying for the flight. The Russians were paying for the flight. You know, the motherfucker want the money back, dog. Hell yeah, fool. 2500 So they're flying out to Florida to do these tricks, you know, and they're not prostituting. They're fucking, a lot scamming of them. them. Let them know don't have sex, but if the guy kisses you, gotta let them. But you're scamming them, bro. There's really no sex. Because those guys are so fucked up, they don't notice they're the only ones in the bar, dog. <laughs> At the bottom beam. There's a lot of music going down, bro, but it's an illusion. It's una ilusión. The bosses are the only ones having sex. Yeah, bro. They look like you, dog. <laughs> <laughs> and, My uh, little babushka. Fuck, bro. Okay, it gets crazier. The guy said that I would literally go pick up these girls, young women, from the airport, and then take them to Walgreens and buy them a, buy them a air mattress. <laughs> that wouldn't get sex either, dog. Buy them an air mattress for these <laughs> chicks and take them to the room, bro, and then they got to realize reality. They come in all shy, bro. But then they become hustlers. What the main chick, bro? They called, They were all labeled a captain, lieutenant, sergeant. Damn. These chicks. Foot soldier. This, the main chick, bro, or some hot little Russian chick, she said that they like collecting fool's shirts. <laughs> That's why that fool didn't have a shirt, bro. <laughs> Victim number 578. <laughs> so they fucking had a shirt Hanging stapled food? to the wall, dog. Stapled, dog. <laughs> but now it gets better, dog. <laughs> this they said... They fucking, they, they had this whack-ass painting at the bar. They said, nah, man, we're going to get somebody to buy this shit. <laughs> What's like the painting from the mom from Goodfellas? You guys want to see my painting? Exactly, dog. <laughs> want to see my souvenir collection. So, so this, that painting was some fucking painting they had as props. Oh, the one he bought for $38,000? Yeah. What a fucking <laughs> dipshit, fool. Yeah, man. He got jacked, man. With a page out of the coloring book. And it wasn't, and it, and it wasn't even um, Dr. What's his name, man? That's the brainwash. <laughs> so he got brainwashed. God, I, I was gonna. I thought you were gonna tell me that the cop got duped too, dog. <laughs> so now the cop didn't get duped, bro. He got he, he arrested all the motherfuckers and other other chase did time, but other Russian dudes did under ten years, bro, because they know the law, bro. You had, dude. Let me tell you, knowing the law, fool. Once you know the fucking law, you can get out of a lot and of then shit. Then all the Russian dude went back to Russia and he went to go hide somewhere, right? The main guy. And they, he said that somebody walked up to him and said, um, a lot of people in Miami, don't you want to talk? And they broke his arm, bro. <clears throat> so then he said he didn't want to hide his whole life. So I don't know if he made a plea deal or whatever, dude. But he he, he went and he testified against all those fools. Damn. Guess how much time this fool got? Three years. And I bet you, man, everybody was forgiven, bro. I bet you the mob said, everybody's going to do the times. And he's the leader. He's going to do three it's fucking, you know, we're going to move on. And this fool had, rest, he said he had clubs like this in all over the country, in different countries, dog. I bet, dude. Those motherfuckers got their arms in everything, dog. Crafty ass motherfuckers, fool. It's cold out there, fool. So, man. I think. That, that stupid ass uh, weatherman, he said, um. <laughs> the fucking weatherman. He said, okay, Will Ferrell, I like. told the cops, man, when they arrest these girls, tell them the weatherman says hello. <laughs> 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 they took everything like a fucking blizzard, you know? It was El- it was Las Niñas. <laughs> yeah, man, we have a partly cloudy and chances of getting laid of um, 100%. Chances of not getting laid are just 101%. <laughs> Dude, bro. Well, that foot even come, fool. Nah. Fucking <laughs> lame, he dog. He didn't have moisture, bro. <laughs> fool, I'll be, I'll be calling the station. You know what? I don't even want that fucking weatherman on the fucking station. No, no he got fired, dog. <laughs> Shut the fuck he up. He got fired. <laughs> fool. This guy from Playboy magazine wrote a funny ass article about that fool. <laughs> what was the title, dog? 
I don't know, man. <laughs> Chances of sex, none, whatever. <laughs> it's a limp story. <clears throat> oh, bro. A little chance of, uh, what, what, what do you say? Not humidity. Humility. <laughs> a little chance of humility. So he lost his job and he tried to appeal it with the main president of the network. He said, listen, man, you chose to hang out with Russian prostitutes than hang out with your daughter that weekend. Oh, they hit that phone like that? Like that, dude. It's a personal shit. <laughs> Damn. But then they show a lot of his 8 by 10s He's still talking with his glasses, trying to be all cool, Abel style. <laughs> he goes, you know, man, it's a, it's a classic, um, whatever. He had, a, he had a nice man, but whatever. He said, um, yeah, man, it's like I've been scape, scapegoated, whatever. <laughs> Fucking whipping boy over here, dog. But come on, man. He got jacked. Fool, that fool got jacked nasty. They can't jack me like that, bro. <laughs> They'll get like fucking three drinks till you start figuring it out. I know, out, man. Huh? I know, man. I'm, you know, two Russian hotshots gonna want me, bro. Especially if they didn't see my comedy. <laughs> For real, man. They would have, even if they What's saw my stand up, up comedy. I think they've been plotting this shit for years. What's up, fool? You're so funny. You're married. That oh, too bad. In my country, you know, it's okay. <laughs> Nah, I can't fall for that shit, though. <laughs> I love my wife. <laughs> but you gotta so think dumb. about it, man. Would you fall for it? Fool, I would probably. You're a billionaire. Fuck no. I bet you How the fuck of... you become a billionaire being that crafty and then you get duped by these two hoes? I bet you he's the first person not to say nothing. <laughs> no, the sports, the, the weatherman said something, bro. He, was, he wanted his money back from American Express. He got it back, dog. Oh, are you serious? Because the fraud, huh? Yeah, the fraud. But yours, they're signing shit over. Yeah, dude. But and think defense. about it, man. Those chicks were fucking doing probably coke, counting their money, bro, on Instagram. If they had Instagram back in the day, <laughs> laying on top bro. of the money and goes, man, tomorrow we're going to get this food to buy this shitty painting. <laughs> the world is not enough. Damn, bro. Think about it. That was, that was extra money, man. Dude, those chicks only get paid with alcohol, so they sold a painting. God damn. They got commission, fool. Uncle, I ain't hating on them, dog. Fucking respect, fool. But the but the the real winner here were the Russian dudes. <laughs> Dude, they broke so his arm, dog. Oh. They fucking blew, they flew those they flew. That was a good investment. Flying those chicks, what two thousand dollar flight, and then keeping them. Hell yeah! How many fucking revenue they fucking bring in for those fools, dog? Wheelbarrows of cash. They said it was at like at least like fifteen point four million. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, dog. See, those are the decimal numbers I like, Mr. Sponsor. And they didn't have to break nobody's <laughs> arm. <laughs> Nothing, fool. And, they, and, if, and if you ran out without pain, they had a real cop bringing your ass in. <laughs> That's what I call genius, fool. That's a scam and a half. Fuck yeah. The only thing that sucks is they got caught. I got no scams. I'm not running Dangerfield, man. <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not a good criminal, man. One more Woody out of you when he gets it, you know? I was caught person snatching on, on a fucking plane. What's up, fool? We have a guest today, man. Hell yeah. What's happening, man? We have Jerry here. <laughs> Introduce him, Rodrigo. The Jerry O'Neill, also known as Jerry Voodoo, a drummer of Voodoo Glow Skulls for years, you know, great records you recorded on. 22 years. Thanks for taking me out of the 90s, guys. Oh, sorry about that, man. You know what I'm saying? We got to tell the truth on this podcast. Very cool <laughs> motherfucker. Awesome friend. Known him fucking since I was like 14 and a half years old. And um, yeah, man, fucking a... Uh, Put your hands together for the one and only Mr. Jerry William O'Neill, everybody. Talk, talk to a drum beat, but I can't. <laughs> What's up, fool? <laughs> Jerry O'Neill, man, from Voodoo Glow Skulls. First hey. time I met this fool in Oakland. 
<laughs> oh, I remember meeting you that day. Yeah, that was quite that was quite an event. I was fucking loaded, bro. Oh yeah, so was I. After Man. the show, we had to go home. We had to get on the road, and I wanted to go with you. I wanted to keep it going. But, <laughs> you know. Oh yeah, man, I was on a mission, bro, that night too, man. Trying to find coke in all the wrong places afterwards. <laughs> we drank a lot of um, well, man, you were drinking good beer that that night, man. It was a lot of free beer, a lot of um, Heineken's, yeah. Heineken's, Heine, Heine, free beer, free, free beer, man, beer. free backstage beer, and, man. and the venue was border regentrification, so that Oakland was just starting to change. change. You know, a little bit. And it just—it was kind of on the cusp right there. We had a good time. Yeah, because two blocks away from the the venue, it was a crackheads. So it's so it still nitty gritty. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah, we were looking for it. Yeah, it so, was cool. Well, so where you from, man? Costa Rica or what? I'm half Costa Rican, half Can't, half half Costa Rican, half uh, Irish. But I don't know my Irish side. I don't know my Irish side. No, my dad took off when I was a kid. Echo and, Park, right? Yeah, Echo Park. This fool, dog. Yeah, and uh, MacArthur Park. Oh, because I'm going to tell my head, we were at my house when I was living in Echo Park and we were getting stoned. Off of Montrose right there. On Montrose. The prisoner was there. Uh, that's right. Was, it was, wait. Well, actually, I grew up, grew up in both areas, MacArthur and Echo. Um, just all the all the poor areas, you know. And um, Way before hipsters and gentrification. It was, it was, yeah, it was scary back then, but fun. That's LA, LA was fun and scary at the same time. You know, when you're a kid, fun. you don't know where you're at. It was a you're good, protected. It was a good time those days yeah, before good. a crack came around. Yeah. The golden era. The golden era, bro. We need to make your own skateboard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Alvarado had those uh, those hotels. Are they still there? The one like 25 the, bucks a night? Yeah, exactly. The, what, hotels that Bukowski wrote about. <laughs> Bukowski. <Yeah. what's> <laughs> There's some, but not a lot. The so, only thing that's left is that um, the Dally's still there. Right. Langers. I don't know if you've seen a Dally in Alvarado. Yeah, right there on the Carter. corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, they make some good pastrami sandwiches. What about the Penny Store? Penny Stairs? Penny Store is still around. And, right? Which one? The one El on Piojito. The, yeah. That's still there, man. I think it's still there. Yeah, El Piojito, that's a place where um, poor kids used to go get corduroys. <laughs> and shoes and all that shit, right? Yeah, that was my stopping ground. My my grandmother worked at a sweatshop, and I got to go visit her back in the day. It was really yeah. how'd your how'd your mom and grandma get to LA? You get closer. Yeah, I got it. got you. Oh, yeah, got therapy. <laughs> <laughs> how'd you guys land in LA, fool? Uh, I don't know. I just I was born there. Mm-hmm. General General Hospital kid. Yeah, uh, California Hospital. Yeah, yeah. You know my my uh, my my mom and dad met at a. At a taco stand. Mm. <laughs> the rest is history. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm totally serious. Yeah. <laughs> Are you? It was not, there, it was you there. had to be a punk rocker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always tell people, man, I have a bit where I say that um, that um, Latino and white kids make the best skaters. <laughs> now you get a yeah. white kid and a Latino, and that baby is going to have silver teeth, but you can skate as a mother. <laughs> a little yeah. hybrid. Like yeah. Hosoi, right? Yeah, that's half a wine, half white. Well, they, yeah, you're. I guess you were born around some good spots for skating. You know, not too ditches, a lot of ditches, and especially out here in Southern California, a lot of drain drainage ditches to go skating. So you were growing up in um, in Nickel Park in the Alvarado area during mm-hmm. the Hillside Strangler area. Yeah, that's right. It's scary oh, times. You, what were you around? Did you hear about that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Scary was, times, huh? For sure. You know, you, you th- well get in the clouds. 
There was plenty of uh, serial killers back then. Like that's when they were. They don't make them anymore, right? They I mean, don't make them no more, man. I feel like either they don't either they don't make serial killers. Not they, like they, they used to. Yes, or they don't get on. They're 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 not on social media. They switched them for mass murderers now. <laughs> yeah, they did. It's weird, huh? Yeah, it's because it's harder now, fool. Like you were saying earlier, you can't get away with shit. You, me and this fool were talking about. You can't even be a vampire now, huh, man? Can't even fucking hide from the cameras and shit, man. No, it's gonna get worse. <laughs> it's gonna get worse for vampires. But you can fly in Russian strippers, bro. <laughs> Under the radar. Yeah, that guy should have got should have should have brought his doppelganger to predict what was gonna happen. Fucking weather, man. Yeah. Well, um, so you think it happens a lot, man? To celebrities, they get robbed like that. Uh, yeah, eventually. You know, I mean, I, I think you get smart. You know, you, you, it happens once or twice. You know, and then you hope. You know, hopefully it doesn't happen in when people are. Uh, you know, when you're famous. Well, that's when you fucking get caught up, and you get if somebody on your team wasn't have, didn't have their eye open, dog. <laughs> Yeah, right. yeah, like that that player from the Dodgers, uh, Pedro Guerrero. They stole his super his uh, World Series ring. How that shit happened? He was loaded, bro, <laughs> and they put something in his drink. Then that girl started sucking his finger and took it out. Shut the fuck up, yeah. fool. Here in LA, fool. I don't know where some party, Puerto Rico, probably. <laughs> <laughs> you know that motherfucker was probably right. Mira, coño, mira, me. I never been robbed by a chick. But a girl super nice me, and I loaned her 250 bucks, and I never seen that bitch again. <laughs> Shut up, man. I'm embarrassed to say that, eh? <laughs> I was working at Dodger Stadium. Damn. There was this fucking chick that was working there, and she was super nice, bro. And um, maybe I liked her, you know, but <laughs> she used to give me her, she used to have like a gold ring, and she used to always wear it. Right? She used to put it on my hand and go, I want you to keep it till you come back. So she would give me a ring. And um, whatever, you know. But I was already, like, um, messing up a lot. So I went to rehab. I never saw her again, right? I kept the ring. But then when I saw her, I said, um, here's um, your ring back. And I went back to working at Dodger Stadium after I came out of rehab, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I, I guess somehow I loaned her 250 bucks. Never saw her again. Ever. That's what I asked for it. She said, ignore me, bro. That's <laughs> all. <laughs> I got duped. Are you sure she, you sure she wasn't Russian? <laughs> no, man, she was Stalin. <laughs> but yeah, man, that's the only time I remember. Yeah, I've never been taken by big loot. Just a couple jackets. You know? A couple jackets. <laughs> that's what you get for being a gentleman, right? <laughs> Who got your ass, dog? A couple youngsters back in the day. Youngster. I, I was young. I was young myself. With a Raider but... starter jacket. <laughs> <laughs> but you learn quick. You know, hopefully, not, hopefully, quick enough. You learn about your mistakes, right? Hell yeah, yeah, man, two hundred and fifty dollars. That's a lot. What year is that? Though? Shit, yeah. Fool. Mm-hmm. yeah. What year is that, man? I'm, when I was or like twenty something, man. Yeah. yeah. What happened again? <laughs> that's a lot now. It's like fuck yeah, it's a mad chunk. That's, fool. that's more than the phone bill. <laughs> that's two phone bills. <laughs> yeah. And Panda Express. Yeah. <laughs> what up, Jerry? Uh, so you grew up in um, Echo Park, and then. Uh, when did you get to Riverside? Ooh, and that, there was a demographic of people that moved from uh, around the eighty-one, right before the uh, Van Halen nineteen eighty-four record. So that's how I remember it. <laughs> so there was a demographic of people that moved for cheaper housing back into Riverside and uh, moved east. Moved east, yeah. So um, yeah, I hated it when I got there. Hated it because I, you know, I lived in Los Angeles, so I can walk a couple steps and to go play video games at a 
or pinball, I think back then at a you know na- neighborhood uh, liquor store. But I'm like, you brought me where? I got to walk this far? And then I discovered BMX, and I started to dig it. Yeah, it was okay out there. Became a dirt clod kid, you know, <laughs> jumping over shit and throwing, actually throwing dirt clods. Yeah, it was good. It was, it was fun growing up. Eventually, you know, you discover heavy metal, backyard party, keg parties, and <laughs> and that's how I met Vita Gold Schools. Yeah, for sure. That was good. It was a good time. Yeah, that, was a, that was a segue into rock and roll, I suppose. Yeah. And uh, it's history ever since. So, yeah, it was good times. That's when we moved around. Yeah. Around the, in 1984, 1981 mark, right before that record. Yeah. You joined the band in the beginning? Yeah. Or, or Founding memory, yeah. You auditioned for a drummer or then you, you could drum? <laughs> no, I tried out for bass and then. It's for a long time ago. It's all, it's all, well, I'm going to text Jerry right now so he can play a little bass. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, give me no. some bass. Yeah. You, you tried out as a bass player, first of all. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we sorry, we have no, we have no room for no cellos. <laughs> <laughs> there was, a, I took whatever slot I can get. You know, everybody, no, nobody really knew what they wanted. I just whatever was available. Just wanted to start a band, and then you find, and then you, and then what happens is you find your niche, and you, you, you know, eventually, you know, I was stuck with that, and then I got stuck with drums, and then, you know. Continued and and honed into my craft over the years of of, uh, of musicianhood, <laughs> self taught musicianhood. What was your first show like? Like when you said, "Man, this is fun." Oh, the first show I was it was with Budo. Well, the first show that I thought was fun uh, when we the first time we went to Hawaii. Well, the first time you get to travel with your friends, the first time you get to go on a flight with your friends. It's like that's when you, know, you think you made it. And oh, fuck around on the plane and shit. Yeah, you know we already had. We, we were already drinking on the plane, you know, all the way there and the whole time. It's a vacation, you know. At the same time, you're you're getting to go somewhere with your friends and and uh, and really feel like you're doing accomplishing something, you know. You know, outside of traveling in a, in, a, in a Connell line, we're putting the, the name out, bro. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Not just in your in your area, your sect, in your in your town, in your surroundings, and you know, you're familiar surroundings. Now at this point, you're unfamiliar surroundings. And that's that's fun, because you you know nobody's heard of you. It's time to prove it, and it, I think the first gig went pretty good. So, you know, I mean, if it didn't, the next gig after that, eventually, you know, it, be, it became better gigs. Yeah. What were, what were your what were your feeling when um when you guys got to Hawaii and you were looking at the beach and you were like, yeah, let's party. Where's, where's the <laughs> Where's the Hawaiian shirts at? <laughs> <laughs> You've always been the partier, though, the dude, the, the dude that goes up and talks to everybody messing around, having a good time, laughs and shit. Yeah, yeah. I like. You I like, always broke the ice. Right, right. Just a, a bit of a representative, I suppose. Yeah, know? on the social side. On the, on the social side, yeah. Not, not on the business side. Absolutely not. Yeah, That's why I drive a cab today. <laughs> <laughs> An ambassador. That's why sorts. I started my own business. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have Mai Tais over there in Hawaii? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Mai Tais and, you know, the whole scene. That was my first time trying to Mai Tais. But we didn't have any money. Oh, yeah? We didn't have any money. We had, you know, promoter bias. And then they got, they wanted us to go home by, at the end of that, that uh, little tour. Because we didn't have any money. We were like a struggling band still. But getting to fly and getting to go to Hawaii, you know. And um, so the promoter is, you know, he's poor too. He's, he's a promoter. <laughs> he's, he's getting money. He's coming out of the pocket. I think eventually he wanted us to get out of there go home. You know? But, you know, he, they got the... We got to meet some friends and have a good time, and it, it worked out pretty good. We got to go again. 
you know, so. Fuck yeah, dude. My first time in Hawaii, some um, I was wearing a, a voodoo shirt. And the guy goes, hey, man, you're voodoo, man. I saw him here. So the guy recognized. He saw your the voodoo glow school in Hawaii. Hello. He works at Duke's. He works at Duke's, bro. Duke's, the the, the beachside, uh, beachside restaurant type place, right? Bar restaurant. Tourist place. Oh, man. Somebody said, Felipe, if you, go, if you go to Hawaii, go to Duke's. Back then, I was eating a lot of meat, man. <laughs> oh, man. I, I could just still think, watch that little um, Hawaiian dude make my omelets, bro. <laughs> it was all you can eat. Damn. And bro. I only had, okay, I'm only going to go here one time this week. Yeah. And this guy, man, I went there early just to get an, enough chances to eat. And if, if I was smoking weed, I probably would have ate more food. <laughs> but I would, man, they made me little waffles with with um with macadamia syrup, man. It was so oh, good with pineapple, and then an omelet with a bunch of bacon. Yeah, mm, tasty is, ass shit. This is like the that's <clears throat> the the touristy yeah. restaurant. That's where everybody goes. That's where you go when you buy. When you buy your uh, your package, when you buy your your you know vacation package, and you start to go out and feel the town out, that's like your your beginner little tourist to destination. And shit. Tourist destination, one of them. You know, you got, you got that Diamond Head, and yada yada yada. But you know, when, being an underground band, you want to go. You want to go to the lowbrow stuff. It's not. It's kind of hard. It's hard to hard to find in Hawaii, in, in Oahu. Any Oahu is a bigger city. It's still kind of hard to find the lowbrow stuff there. Well, the, and how you find it is like promoters' friends or friends that you right. meet there from other bands. Like, yeah. hey, bro, come over here. We're gonna go on this fucking hike yeah. that nobody yeah. goes to, just locals and shit. Yeah, but the, yeah. Promo- the promoter wants to leave already. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> After a couple of days, yeah. Hell yeah. These guys, the Blues Brothers, bro, they're drinking more beer than they're getting paid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We could only sing rawhide enough. <laughs> yeah, it's good though. Yeah, it's good times. You guys have been robbed. Like they didn't pay you guys at the end of the night. The promoter took off. <laughs> yeah, lots of times. Yeah, for sure. There's times where we've had to follow the promoter of the ATM. Yeah, a lot of those times too. You know, like promoter can't always afford the band and, and keep an eye on them, dude. You know, early on, I think we got rubbed off a couple times, and then you get a little savvier and savvier, and um, you know, it doesn't happen so much. But there's, you know, what happens is the promoter gives you the sad story, and you got to go. Can you you, gotta, work, you can gotta follow him to the ATM. Can you work with me? Yeah, you yeah. just did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at the contract, doc. Payment plan <laughs> means means you're never gonna see your money again. Yeah. I'm going to follow some comedian named Cisco bro to the ATM for sixty dollars, bro. He was crying all the way over there, <laughs> and I said, "You drive me. <laughs> follow me, no man. You drive me, man. You know what I said. Drive me back." <laughs> Sixty dollars, bro. Yeah, you, gotta see, you, you don't know. need the sixty bucks, bro. It's cool. No, I want the sixty bucks. <laughs> no, oh my god, worth those sixty bucks. Yeah, the irony of my whole life is I I do that now with with, with uh, fares. You know, I gotta follow people to the ATM sometimes. You know, in our Uber world. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about Uber. Yeah, don't let me get started on that. <laughs> don't get me started. <laughs> yeah. What <about> Lyft? <laughs> I think I think it's a cheaper one, right? <laughs> There's a cheaper. Than that, man. They're cheaper than Lyft. They're Called Hitch. cheaper than Uber. <laughs> yeah. It's you walking to the Greyhound station in um, downtown LA and go to the Mexican ones, Mexican bus. It's called Turismo Rapido. Right. There's <laughs> cheaper than that. Hell yeah. There's guys there in their cars that'll drive you directly where you want to go. Yeah. Directly. My grandmother right there will catch a cab. 
It'll just be a, not, a random guy, like a Mexican man, and she'll drive my grandmother 800 miles, bro, to her house and drop her off inside the house. And then later on, I guess this guy will pick up another fare. Or later on, when she wants to go back to LA or she knows someone is going to LA, that person will have to drive back. Fucking independent agents. Most that I want to ask her, how much a ride like that cost? Oh, from where to where? 800 miles. 800 miles. So for what, Frisco, Frisco is about 500 miles? Yeah. Frisco is about 1,200 bucks. That's a cab, though. You know, now we're cutting prices in half with uh, ride share services. But then you have, you know, what do you call it? always existed, the... Um, Megabus. No, Megabus, right? That's like the dollar, right? If you can catch it on a good day. <laughs> Megabus is going to start having a plane now, bro. It's mega plane. <laughs> 12 bucks from Frisco to LA, bro. Mega plane, bro. But it's like a, it has three wheels on it, bro, like a tricycle. No, yeah, you, you get to fly it, eh? The gypsy cabs have always existed. So oh, yeah. the undercutters, you know, they can. You can I, These guys are gypsy cabs. Yeah, you're gypsy cab guys. Well, the thing is. is Super rogue. They're not. They don't have carry a commercial insurance, so it's really dangerous to, to be get in that motherfucker. Be in that car, just you know, just insurance wise. You know, I'm sure the guy's not. I think you'll be all right. Chances are you're gonna be okay with your driver. You know, he's not. You're gonna be pretty safe. But uh, you know, insurance wise, it's anything can happen, right? And you might end up across the border. Might end up in Russia on, <laughs> the on fucking a fucking blood clot. <laughs> We have a guest here, Jerry O'Neill, man, formerly drummer of Voodoo Glow School, now cab driver. <laughs> um, what a transition. That's funny, man. Let's get back to cab driving, man, because people don't know, man. There's, there's a lot of ads that you see uh, in um, L.A. or in um, Echo Park or some shady side of Riverside or San Bernardino where it says, um, Choferes, llamame, dos veintidós, cuatro, 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 or it says, um, chauffeur. But they're all in Spanish, though. These people that will drive you anywhere, and then I, and I one time I needed a ride, bro. I was like, I wanted to go buy crack and then come back, but I didn't want to use a cab. Yeah, you know why? Though, why even, is that? And I don't know why. I don't know because I would felt like these people could rat me out. <laughs> <laughs> or it was hey, man, I don't want to go on no mission with you, man. It wasn't lowbrow enough. Yeah, yeah. So I said, um, I, I just called one of these guys. So I called one of these guys, and I knew it was shady because he had no speedometer. And no, whatever, right? Damn. So we're both taking a chance now. <laughs> right, he doesn't even have an app. There's no yeah, that's pre apps on your phone. So I told to- him to take me to his place and wait. Then I told him, "Oh wait, how much is gonna cost?" Back and forth. While wow. just when I did, looked up in the air, it was thirty-five dollars <laughs> to take me from Echo from Echo, from uh, where I was living in Boylston all the way to Frogtown, which is by Dodger Stadium. Wait and then come back. 25 bucks round trip. Yeah. Pretty good. But this guy, you know, he didn't speak no English, of course. He, had, he, he didn't have the, the thing that, that gives you the price. What's that shit called, Jerry? Meter. I asked him, how come you, you don't have a no, no metro para la feria? No, pues te cuesta feria. How come you don't have one of those, meet, those money meters? Nah, but those things cost money. So, yeah. You don't well, want your cab ride to be 50 bucks, do you? Yeah, right. So that's sad. So he took me to go get the crack, and then he took me to um, the Good Look Bar right there on Hollywood. Is that the is the Chinese bar, bro? Like Hollywood like Sunset, thing? where the yeah. little fucking junction right there, across the street, the old um, Blockbuster video. 
who he drops me off, and then of course you know he never been there. He reverses. He tries to go forward, and he didn't notice that he has there's pigs up front, so he flats his two tires. <laughs> I, uh, no, I've seen I've seen a driver do that before. Yeah, yeah. He went he went the opposite direction. He's yeah. Did I mention he don't speak English, so he didn't read that sign that do not enter the spikes. Oh, my bro. She turned into a long ass night for that fool. Well, he looked at me like I was going to help him change that tire. <laughs> help. For you, too. It turned into a long ass night for you, too, right? But you're having fun, <laughs> right? I wouldn't any help with that. <laughs> I say, God bless you. God bless you. <laughs> that's that's payment, right? I already that's, paid that's him tip. for the ride, dog. <laughs> that's a tip, right? I paid him, you know, whatever, and I went inside the good luck bar, and I told him, "You're gonna be okay." See, cambio no rápido. Who the hell has two spare tires, dog? <laughs> oh, so he just made it, he didn't okay, just the two, not the four. Yeah, no, he he only smashed two two tires were flat, man. I knew a guy that did the four. See, I, I was assuming the four, but two, yeah. He went forward and pa, and then he yeah, reversed right, 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 right away. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but I remember that was fucked. That up. happens. That's those are the real deals, man. They have- <laughs> there should be a, a show with you, Jerry, called True Life of Cab Drivers. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, me and these tire popping hacks. <laughs> well, so, so you, you started know. your business, right? Yeah, cab driving. Yeah, well, yeah. More than one less. step beyond. Well, yeah, that's right. You remember that card, huh? Yeah. yeah. You never used me, man. Well, when did you come out there, right? I would give yeah. you. I would hook you up anyway. I would. Next time in Ontario, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So you're independent. Yeah. You don't work for a company. Well, I lease a cab. I lease a. I lease a, a cab through a company, and I have a another cab that I bought, and it runs. Uh, and I uh, rent that out to another driver, and that's how I make my money. You ever have people have sex in the back of your cab? Yes, actually, actually, I have, yeah, but not with a, a, a not with a customer, ex girlfriend. Oh, talking about customers having sex. Oh, oh, I was like, <laughs> I thought you were talking about me. <laughs> hey, you know? hey, hey, good old pork pie over here. Yeah, stabbing them yeah, yeah. to death. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, a couple times. I just turn up. I just turn the music up. I don't want to hear anybody's sex noise, man. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, fool. I think we're gonna say I pull over and get in, go in the back seat. <laughs> Three some dog. Where <laughs> I put mine, bro? And I know you don't want to hear nobody's little sex stuff or whatever. Who does? This fool kicked no... me out of the pad one time with fool with the Wixen stick chick. That's because I didn't get it, me. I wasn't <laughs> <laughs> fucking kick my ass out with a hard on, fool. Fuck out of here, man. <laughs> Sorry, Rodrigo. <laughs> were you guys dating um, chase that were all living in the same house? <laughs> <laughs> we're at the smash house that's Ooh. funny man because you know it's a bad I don't know if you guys, if you guys are still doing it because it's a bad thing no fool, not anymore, three no. girls living in the same house three sisters that eh? means they have the same menstrual period every month yeah. so there's a chance that the three of you guys could be daddies <laughs> <laughs> I heard a crazy story you know let story, me tell you fool. something was there ever a time when the three of them were acting crazy at the oh, same yeah. time? Fuck yeah, yeah, yeah dog! Yeah, man, menstrual period. Eh? For oh. every time this fool didn't fucking uh, flush the toilet. <laughs> if he didn't do good with the with the oh, the chick, the oldest sister, fool, then she'll get on everybody. Out. Nobody could have sex, dog. No, 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 no. You guys can't get it on in the room, man. Fuck that, I'm like, dude. Fuck that, dude. Mom, what the fuck? Uh, it was cock not. blocking, dog. It's a house of horrors, bro. <laughs> Vacation home. Yeah, definitely vacation home. Yeah. I picture that right now, the way you guys are talking about it, like that old movie, 
photo of that VHS of uh, Burt Reynolds and Dolly Parton, bro. <laughs> Dude, we had <laughs> Best fun. little whorehouse in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> This one happened to be in Corona. Best you know, little whorehouse in Corona. Corona this fool, dude. This fool killed it's me. It's far when last. Oh, dude, you don't even know, dog. Fool. Fool, fuck. Oh. Yeah. Everybody be talking Those about things like that don't last, huh? Fuck no, they don't last. They that that shit was a... They left me hanging, these fools. You try to, try to regroup again. You, know, you can't stand anybody no more. Fool, I looked at those three sisters. Now I want to kick them in the fucking head. <laughs> <laughs> like, what was I thinking? What was I thinking? This fool killed me. Though. Yeah, man, you guys got the one with big titties. He got the pretty one. I got the fucking old fucked up one, man. Oh, man. <laughs> I, the old horse. I was just happy to hang out with you guys. Man. I think th- I looked at uh, your ass, fool, and I go, dude. Jerry just wants to be in the mix. Yeah. yeah. After a while, you weren't even having fun no more, huh? Like sexually, huh? You're like, fuck. Yeah. Huh? No, you're, no. you're throwing that fucking dick on the table like dice, huh, fool? Yeah. It was like shots. We just wanted to do shots. So. <laughs> Shots. The little guy got crazy, humble. Crossfade. The little guy just falls somebody gets horny. This one is somebody, bro, that wants that takes um whatever happened in bro, like to the next level, like try to take it to his house <laughs> or, or try to move the party to another place. Nah, but what happened with that shit was they had a fallout with the me, the chick that was running out the pad, huh? Yeah, because she had a break. Should have called me, dog. <laughs> you were married, dog. Should have called Rubik Dada, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what happened was that chick wasn't getting no dick no more, so she actually started souring the other chick that this fool was fucking around with, and it all came tumbling down at the end. Yeah, you know? nobody wants to see it. anybody else having fun. I know, huh? She that's was all mad, bad. huh, with that red face and that red chest, fool. Yeah, that's too bad. <laughs> it was on, fool. He, he said, like, nobody wants to see nobody having fun. That's why I didn't show my face around with that chick with him. <laughs> I guess I just like I said I just wanted to hang out the dudes, man. That was like that was the only time we got together. You know? We had fun though, dog. It should be the movie, dog. Barbecues, fool. <laughs> Piping, dog. No rubbers, just letting loose in that shit. Yeah, yeah. <gasps> That's crazy, but you have play house, bro. A mean house, fool. Not even your house. Not even your mortgage. <laughs> fuck, dog. Not even your mortgage. I didn't give a fuck, dog. I was taking shits, not flushing the toilet. <laughs> Uh, Who's this fucking pig that took a shit? I'll be like, Jerry did it. <laughs> How many bathrooms they had? Full like six on that house. Fuck. Yeah. That's a big ass house. Oh, dude. Yeah. Bring, <sighs> bring your own robe. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry had a voodoo girl school bro. <laughs> Hit a crown. <laughs> yeah. Talking about robes. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, fool. That was a smash. Oh, Vinny, huh? Vinny, dog. That's when he first he was did in his love, huh? Dude, this motherfucker got in love, huh? I fool? that some big ass titties, huh? Big ass titties, dude. Nice ass titties, dog. I mean, I never felt she them. She was but... young, right? Like twenties. Yeah, his fucking uh, what? So yours were 20... long ass titties, then, Jerry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you had the bowling. Yeah, her her boobs were like a tennis ball with a uh, with a fucking a sock with a basketball in it. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie Brown titties, huh? Fool? Pretty close, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you gotta hold them. You know, when they're in motion, you gotta hold them. Yeah. You gotta pick them up, bro. Throw them over like a bag of fucking sand. Yeah. Her her boobs, the little boobs, bro. You put an you put a sock and you put a lock in there to fuck somebody up. <laughs> but the little guy got out of control over there, huh? Fool. He crashed his car, huh? Fool. Yeah. He crashed his car. Why? He fucking crashed the car into another car, fool. Fucked it all up it and took jealous. off from the scene, dude. He was hitting up that shit, going. 
he got crazy because he was like, dude, like knocking, trying to get in through the window and fucking. Let home. me in. Homegirl was telling me, you don't be lying to me. Don't. Are you having sex with Rodrigo? <laughs> like, cr- like crying, drunk. You meanwhile, like that, meanwhile, he had his chick on the other side of town at he had home. Two chicks. Crying for that fool, dog. Yeah, two chicks. That's when that fool got busted, fool. He got busted because he passed out at where he's really staying with that chick with the f- no lock on the phone. <laughs> Fucking shit blowing up. Bing. Where at you? Where you at, babe? Bing. We need you at the Smash House, babe. Bing. Who the fuck is this bitch? And it all came crashing down. Get therapy. Don't don't (laughs) fall in love. All the time. All the time. Yeah, yeah. Once in a while is great. Or, you know. I'm still waiting to fall in love myself, you know? Summer love. (laughs) This fool. You and your lying ass. Well, this fool take me camping one time. Come on, come camping, man. Fucking third wheel over here, dog. Fucking, we're going to find you. You're going to find your lady, man. The lady that, you know those chicks that you like, man? She's going to be there, man. Fool, it was the worst time of my fucking life. Fool, didn't take a shower for three days inside this fucking tiny ass fucking Brian Herbertson C-3PO's fucking parents camper, dog. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) you, You guys were both married, fool. I Shout out lie. to the ex-wives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the exes and the exes. <laughs> yeah. Exes and those. So you've been married ex. before? Once, yeah. Once? Once in a long, long, uh, long, it's been a while. It's been like 22 years. I was married for seven years. Seven year itch. Yeah. No kids? L- l- no kids, no. no. It's like, we, I got. I was part of the Shows divorce too, dog. Yeah, he, yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> you kept me, dog. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So you made when you were 14? 14 and a half is what I didn't really start hanging out with this fool till I was like 15 and a half. Because when this fool started coming by, he already had his shit together, had his girlfriend just playing drums, and fool would be chilling there. And he'll, this fool just go by there and bag on him real quick and take off. And do his, he would just take off. And then I started hanging out with him a lot because his wife's like, Come over here with us. What are you hanging out with those losers for? Yeah. I was like, All right, fuck it. I'll hang out. And we had fun, dog. It was awesome. Yeah. It was cool, dog. Yeah, I need a little partner in crime. <laughs> And then those fools would be, I don't know why he's over there hanging out with him, dude. <laughs> Hang out over here, dude. We ain't going to get mad, dude. They <laughs> got mad. What's going on in that Mustang, dude? <laughs> How many albums are you on the Voodoo Glows Goes? Uh, seven, eight. Seven so or eight. There are their, what, 25th anniversary? Yeah, no. I, you know, 30, I think it's 28th. 28th. Yeah, I was out in 22. 22 years, Mark. 22 I think 28. Yeah, I, you know, I live with Eddie, guitar player, and I, I, uh, I to me, it's I can't know. I don't know how they can still do it. Not, you know, not that they can't. I just, I'm tired. I was tired at 22 years. I burned out, and they just keep on trucking. You know, I commend them. So, um, so hard, that's hardcore, hard, huh? Hard, 22 years. Hard, so you is hardcore. 28 years sounds. Plus, hardcore. you're a party animal too. So that, that that's wear and tear too. Because sometimes yeah. you just want to party at home now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. I saw a video of, of Voodoo Glow School and you guys. I don't know, the, an old video at my house where there's a fucking chick. You guys were doing a, a show in Mexico, maybe to, I don't know if it was Tijuana or Mexico City. It was TJ. It was TJ. There's this fat chick, man, who look, who's a Voodoo Glow School fan. She's like a <laughs> goth chick and you guys are riding Voodoo Glow Schools on her forehead. <laughs> she was yeah. all drunk and shit. She was drunk. She takes, it was like. We shaved her. It was, you guys shaved her. <laughs> yeah. You guys shaved her head. You shaved her armpits. Yeah, you gotta shave her armpits. We clean her up a little bit. It was funny, man. You gotta shave her fucking armpits. And then she's fucking saying, yeah! And taking the shit outside or something. Dude, there's a scene where she fucking hits her head on this cupboard like hard. Hard, yeah. And this fool wouldn't stop rewinding it. Let's watch it again, dog. It was good, bro. It was a good bump, bro. A mean ass smack, fool. And you hear fucking voice in the background giggling. (laughs) 
yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. That you was hear the, Jerry in the back say, "That's my lady. <laughs> it's my Mija." <laughs> you know, I think she was after Frank, but Frank wasn't having it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she was going for the singer, and he she wasn't was having going it. For the singer, dog. Yeah, and uh, yeah, but he, she had um, drummer looks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So did you have a lot of groupies as a drummer for no, a, a big band like that? No, you know, we the band didn't really pay attention to a lot of that. You know, we were, uh, uh, you know, the band had a strong worth ethic, and a lot of the guys were married, so they wasn't really fucking around. You know, it's all it was all business, go on the road, party. You know, but my the bottle was my girlfriend. You know, just party and hang out and people and. You know, come back home not guilty, you know? <laughs> that was the whole thing, really. What's one of the biggest shows you did, like, was that in Brazil or in South America or where? Uh, the biggest punk gig you said was, like, when you said, damn, there's a lot of people, a lot of free beer here. Yeah, that was, uh, must, I think it was Holtzfred. It must have been Holtzfred in, uh, in Sweden. Holtzfred's festival in Sweden was pretty big. That was, uh... For us, big, you know, because we were playing the, the side stage, and thirty, forty thousand is big, yeah, yeah. you know. The main stage is a lot of those European festivals are two hundred thousand, one hundred fifty to two hundred thousand. you know, so even the side stage is 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 no slouch, and that's what we were doing, you know. It's still underground band, uh, playing, playing uh, the you know the sm the smaller uh, stage, still big. I mean, those, those festivals still run that way for years and years and years and years. They're, It's just cities of of, uh, of fans that you know. It's how Coachella Coachella uh, I got their idea. Oh yeah, it's it, it stems from a European European. Same thing with Lollapalooza, dude. They were all like festival. fucking Perry. What's that dude from uh, Chains Addiction said that he just copied the U European right. festival? Yeah, uh, I model. remember. I remember him quoting that. And Coachella, no different. Same thing. Uh, you know, the thing is, you know, like America, it's new. You know, everything, a lot of it's new out here. You know, Europe's been doing shit for years and years, and a lot longer than us. And the festivals have been running since, like, the 50s and 60s, like, that long. There's been festivals running, you know. Roxkilda is one of those festivals. Roxkilda, yeah. Roxkilda is one of them. Yeah, like, yeah, that's been running for years. And So, you know, they, they know how to do it, and that's how we got our festivals that, recently. Like, you know. Yeah, those are, those are great. Like, those are great times going out there. The band still gets to do that, which is kind of cool. You know, I hopefully get to do some. I have a couple side bands myself, and I hope I get to do a couple little things like that. You know, I don't. I don't. I'm just, I'm just a weekend warrior now, so I'll be happy just doing maybe a couple weeks here and there. You no, know, with my new side bands. So yeah, things are good. Did you ever get, get you guys ever get, get into a fight with another band? Oh yeah. <laughs> Hey man, they stole our kids. <laughs> they stole our guitars. Yeah, a lot of fights. A lot of fights with even like with fans. You know, that famous one over there uh, when you guys were in England and you jumped off the stage and fucking smacked that, socked that fool. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, yeah, a lot of, you know, a lot of the fights when I, when I was in the band stemmed from um, from when Bush was in office. Uh, when B Bush Jr. was in office. You guys were going to Europe and people were talking shit all of America. Well, for some reason, they thought we knew him and they wanted us to relay the message. <laughs> <to him. laughs> you know, and like, we, you know, lay off because it's always political. You know, the ba our band is not political at all. Like, nothing political about it. We don't know about, about, enough about politics to like, to, uh, to start a conversation about it. 
And a lot of Europeans would want to start that, that you know, we, we, we start drinking, all of a sudden, some European dude wants to chime in about our president and think that we know him and he wants us to relay the message to him. And, then, you know, when you're drinking. George Bush's <laughs> pussy. <laughs> yeah. So we're like, okay, but then it, then you're starting getting drunk yourself and you think, okay, well, this guy really is talking shit about your land, you know? So it turns into kind of a kind of a soccer match type thing, you know? Yeah. You know, like a. You know, like, and it just turned. It got pretty ugly a couple of times, and it was it was fun though. You know, I I, I gotta admit, it was really fun. <laughs> well, because you know, being on the road, you miss home, and you get you get burned out and restless and shit. Restless, and you wanna, you just wanna fuck somebody up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's not that's not your that's not your uh, that's not your uh, bandmate. You know, Cause, you know, so you take it out on, on somebody else. You know. Me too, man. Sometimes on the road, I want to punch everybody at the free breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> this is the worst, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and you get these redneck kids, bro, with no socks early in the morning, and their dad's not wearing no socks either. Everything bugs you in the morning. And they're standing, <laughs> they're standing behind me with no socks. Pushing oh, and shit. Pushing. The only one that's dressed is a wife, and I'm smiling at her. Yeah. Oh, she has so- class. I can't, I can't stand, I can't watch somebody eat cereal in the morning in front of me. Like, there's little things in the morning that bug me, you know? I love cereal, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, like, yeah, I, I ate cereal in the afternoon. I love cereal, but I can't watch somebody eat it, because it's, have you ever seen that episode of Seinfeld where they can't, I think it's Elaine that doesn't like, uh, can't stand watching people slurp their coffee in the morning? Yeah. So there's certain noise in the morning. If it's stuff, my point is, stuff ticks you off in the morning a little more than your little... You know, you're a little uh, on edge in the morning. You're just waking up, right? You're cranky. That's well, cranky how about people right? on low carb diets? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I need my sugar. I just, I just eat hors d'oeuvres. It's <laughs> full hors d'oeuvres. Yeah. What's the craziest shit you guys eating on tour, dog? Not much, you know. Were you on that tour where they fed you guys horse and fucking? Oh uh, uh, yeah, the horse in France. Yeah, I was nose. I ate it anyway. I was hungry. You know, but Frank, Frank the singer doesn't like. He never try. He's just meat and potatoes guy. You know, not horse and potato, not that kind of meat. Just you know, standard beef, beef and potatoes. He wasn't having it. You know, he took off. He was, he was like, oh, he was disgusted when he found out after after the fact. Yeah, horse is pretty bad. Does, yeah. it, does it taste bad or what does it taste like? Different, I mean, huh? I'm sure people like it, but you know, I just it was okay. It was gamier. You know, it's it's minute minerally. Gamier and yeah, not that great. And I've tried some weird fish before. That was pretty exotic. Not much though. You you find these foods like in you know a lot of these foods in in Easter in uh in uh in like Japan and where you know countries like that. So you just don't uh, uh don't go for it or do go for it. <laughs> yeah. And how about when you went back home to Costa Rica, dog, and you guys did those shows there? How was that shit? Oh, it was great. It was a homecoming. Yeah, and the band thought it was, it was great too. It was, uh, um, hadn't been there in years, and it was it was it was great to see family and see what I have them see what I do. And then and the cool thing was that was the biggest shows of the tour, not because not because I was from there, but it's just they, there was that many more fans. And then it was cool for me to see that my band be excited about a place that I came from to be that enthusiastic about about uh, our band and that was pretty neat how did your family receive you after all these years 
Man, I felt Con bad. Mucho amor y besos. Yeah, it was great. Oh, mucho orgullo, Gerardo. It, it was great because they made the effort. They brought some little clothes that I, that that they've oh. had for years. Shut and, up, fool! Like a little jacket, a little pair of pants. Little Popeye they brought suit. With me, like, <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! And they dog. made a big collage with you know, oh, with uh, with uh, pictures. And, and didn't you say they, they were like waiting for you and they had you know? Yeah, they're, and, yeah, like, yeah. They're you know like like a super fan would, but this is super family, you know. Like, they're just, you know, they're excited to see me. But the thing is, I, I, I don't think we slept in a couple of weeks through the, through the, uh, tour, through the tour, through the, through the, uh, Central and uh, South American tour. And I was cranky. Now that was, you know, I think we're sleeping like maybe one or two hours a night. Typically, you know, that happens, um, on a tour, especially when you're bouncing around flight to flight from, uh, and drinking and drinking. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You just, Tired, and uh, I was I was received by my family, and I, I just remember feeling a little bad because I was just I was really short because I just wanted to get to the hotel and sleep. Very lethargic. Yeah, because I just wanted to play a good show in front of them, and then I was just kind of I think they I think they read that. I hope I hope hopefully they read that. You know, so those are uh, yeah, that was a good. They received us good. Who was your grandparents, uncles, yep, nieces, all of them? All yeah, of them. It was a full house. Yeah, brothers. No, well, I, have, I have a sister that lives here. Your cousins over there. Yeah. Yeah. Did you keep in touch with them before that, or you you just how did you how did you get a hold of them? Uh, yeah, this is MySpace. What MySpace? <coughs> no, was MySpace no, <coughs> no. This is I think this is pre MySpace. Even pre MySpace. I think it's pre MySpace. Maybe around MySpace, but you know, I don't think I don't think a lot of these third world countries didn't really get into the picture until or look at the program with the, until facebook really yeah you know and that's kind of a recent st- thing still kind oh, of hell act- yeah. actually you know um so it, i think it's my grandmother telling them on the strength on the strength of my grandmother telling them that i'm we're going to be out there and then you know it, it uh domino effects and they tell the whole family and everybody comes out and it's, so just tired so you got yeah. to hug them right oh yeah yeah no no i mean the they ever like, played for you with a, with aluminum foil ready? <laughs> some tamales? Oh, yeah, Puerto no, Rican no. food? No food. No food. Just the, just, just, just the collage, like I said. No, but it, it, the thing is, like, I, I had to get good sleep for the show because I wanted to play well and, like, you know, just not just not suck. And uh, But it's a different story after the show. You know, that's when, okay, I don't care if I'm tired or not. I'm going to crack these beers with you guys and let's hang out. So know? what happened? Oh, we just hung out and partied and, you know, as long as we could. Did they bring we had to the keep photo schedule. album? Yeah, yeah, it was great, you know. I, I choked, I got choked up. You know, what's funny is years later, my, you know, my, my grandmother, uh, you know, when you're, con- when she would tell me, when you're, if you're in contact with them, tell me you're still in the band. <laughs> you know? They don't want to go that Latin thing of ask you questions. So, ¿por qué no estás en la, en el grupo? Yeah. ¿Qué pasó? <laughs> yeah. Fueron ellos o fue tú? Yeah, I'm, yeah, really. <laughs> I, Gerardo? Yeah, I don't know why she would say that, but um, you know, I, I guess yeah, that what you're saying, yeah, I don't know. It was uh, no queremos conflicto, no más buenos días. Yeah, I, I, you know, like Latin families, as, as far as my was concerned, they try to try to downplay everything a little bit, you know, not hype hype it up so much. Keep still keep it homegrown kind of type of thing. It was a weird thing when I was a kid, like. um you know, I, I don't want to be going on getting too big. Yeah, don't get, yeah, don't don't get, get too, too big on me. That's the whole thing, I think. I, uh, calma, cabrón. Oh, man, that's funny <laughs> you say that about, about your family that wants you to get too big, but they want you to be happy. It's successful, yeah, but yeah. like, What's the name of that kid? What's the name um, from the Partridge family? The, the red-headed fool. The bon, Danny Bonaducci. Bonaducci. When you were on Howard Stern, 
he was with um, he was he was supposed to do a big show right with the Project Family, and Sinatra was on the show, but he was a smaller bill. He goes, um, look, Dad, my my name is on top, and um, above Sinatra, and his dad slapped the fuck out of him. Let me tell you something: you'll never be on top of Sinatra, okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking hardcore. He slapped huh? the shit out of him, bro, and he was supposed to perform that night. It fucked up his performance, probably. So now when I see Benaducci, bro, on that fucking um, on that cruiser board with a bottle of fucking vodka and a oh, bottle yeah. of fucking cranberry oh, juice, yeah, I've done that shit, dog. That's hard. Oh, without that a board, <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Yeah, I remember that footage when. Wait, it was on that reality show. Yeah, right? he, I think every Benaducci or whatever. Drake Benaducci, bro, he gets pissed off. He goes to like a Seven Eleven or Circle K, grabs a big bottle of cranberry juice. And a bottle of fucking vodka and throws a bag away, and he's on his fucking cruiser board. You know he's doing this for the television, but I'm pretty sure he would have done that anyways. Hell yeah, yeah for sure. I just hammed it up a little bit. Yeah, but fuck, I've done that shit. He man. was on that curb and shit. Where you just you when you're just like, <clears throat> shaking, pissed off, and he's... no man, I pissed off when I just don't give a fuck. When I just want to keep drinking, and I'm by myself now. Nobody wants to drink with me no more. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> That's when it gets dark. It's all about, yeah, it does get dark, man. <laughs> the shades are drawn. You're watching, you're listening to fucking Counting Crows by yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, I must say, I, I, to tell you the truth, I thought, you know, I was a little nervous today because I'm still a little nervous. Thanks for having me. But I thought this was going to be an uh, intervention, really. Like, <laughs> I, I expected to see Dr. Drew come through the door or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> see Adam Carolla's big ass teeth. Hey, how you doing, Jerry? <laughs> yeah, I'm here with the guys. Yeah, so, so. <laughs> no man, relax, dog. Yeah, chill out, dude. Yeah. But not intervention for what? I just came out of this party week. I don't so want you like... to drive that cab no more. <laughs> that intervention, they had. They had a, I don't know if we ever talked about this, or he wants it to be known, but I don't think he listens. They had an intervention for a friend of ours. He went to um, back home, and then all his family got together, and they told him to stop doing stand-up comedy. Uh, uh, <laughs> that sounds kind of familiar. Right? Please stop with the one-liners. <laughs> Basically, saying <laughs> stop embarrassing yourself. My family has never gotten together to tell me to stop any, doing anything, bro. That never happened to you. I think it's just like he'll figure it out. Yeah, one day <laughs> he'll kill himself. <laughs> that's, cool, dog. So that's, that's never happened to you. They never try to stop you from doing that, Felipe. Then, all right. They got only, only the father great boy when he took me to rehab. That's like an intervention, right? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <clears throat> but nobody got together and fucking said, oh, you've been doing this and you've been doing that. Damn. Yeah. How about you, Jerry? No? What, what's that? Inter- intervention. Oh, no, no, no. I was having my shit, really, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I take it, I've taken it to the, to the, I mean, maybe, I don't know, you know, I mean, that's maybe a form of denial, but, you know, <laughs> no. No, I I take care of my shit, you know, even if I'm a little hungover and parties up. You know, I don't I don't party like I used to really. I can just get out of my system once or twice a week, if that, and then, you know, go back to go You've been to on it. tour where there ain't no more weed? Mm, yeah. <laughs> or New Orleans, huh? Yeah. <laughs> have you been have you ever been on the tour with no weed with a band that smokes a lot of weed? Yeah. That's <laughs> I, I never after been after a month. That's what, a, a month. Yeah. Woo! Oh yeah. man, Rodrigo, man, that fool loses his mind sometimes. <laughs> but uh, a whole month? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying, on the road with a band for a month. All of a sudden, there's no and weed. And there's no weed for a couple of days, three, four days, maybe a week. 
People and, start telling you how they really feel about your ass. Right. Well, <laughs> I mean, there's a weird thing about the road is you want to, as much as you want to be out there, you want to go home also. I mean, I, I wish the whole thing is I wish I can go home every night and use my shower and like, you know, and then, you know, kiss my wife or, and then go back out and play the show next night. But, you know, at, towards the end, you know, in the beginning, you want to go the adventure of your lifetime. You keep it going and keep it and keep it going and keep it going. And, uh, you know, that gets, that gets old and, uh, being home gets old. It just it's a weird it's a weird dynamic that that kind of takes a hold of you and, and takes you through the journey really so um yeah the weed the weed thing the thing about weed back in the day is nobody had weed back in the day nobody you know, had good weed that's the thing you know especially especially when you go when you go east of uh, California you're like we got worse we got worse we got you know just low grade and you get sick almost non-existent shit. really in some place. Then you start traveling further east when you get into Europe, and and there's none at all. You know, you know, we you know early on we played. Uh, I heard that you know, I heard the band recently. I got to smoke really good weed in Japan, but for years when I was going there, it was really taboo. So go to I remember that shit. You go to prison. I, you know, you know, in those, some of those countries. You know, you know, some of those countries. Those 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 uh, smoking rules are pretty hardcore, like like death hardcore. Yeah, Singapore and shit. You know. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I haven't been to some of those countries that you know that that's, that's super scary, but I've been to those countries where if you if you if you were if you live there if you're born and raised there, if you're you know, you uh, you lose your job and all kinds of stuff like that, you know, and you don't you don't get you get exiled pretty much. You don't get, you don't get to work a normal job for the rest of your life. So back then you, you were looking for weed, which and we did find it a couple times, but we'd have to go to some closet somewhere and smoke it with like five dudes, you know. Or you know five, five band members, a couple locals, and your session was you know in and out within like five minutes because it was just a weird, sketchy thing. How the weed though? Bad, huh? Horrible. Horrible. <laughs> so yeah, my point. People is, getting bad, huh? Yeah. So I guess my point is now, even when I was in the band, we got a little, uh, we got a little easier to find and better grade and. It's a different animal now, right? Yeah, and then the more times you go back to those cities, you get those homies that pull out that bomb. Weed man, and that if bomb I had no weed, man, and I, that's all I did was smoke weed, and then my brother's right there too, and but he just he drinks and smoke weed, but then he starts fucking with me. I'm a part, it's gonna be a fight, dog. <laughs> <laughs> There's gonna be a fucking fight. I'm gonna bring up shit from that nobody else knows. It's gonna get ugly, dog. Did they get uncomfortable for you? Like, they're brothers, right? Oh, yeah. It must be uncomfortable. Like, you're like watching a uh, domestic family, you know? Like, I remember people, I would go to my friend's house, and then, like, all of a sudden, like, dude, he start arguing with his wife, and I'm like, I'm, I'm in the background. Oh, I did it, too. <laughs> I would have my friend Ivan over, and I don't, I don't know. I, I, we're in the other room yelling, bro, and we, we bring it into the living room. Now look at Ivan. Tell her, bro. And he's like, hey, man, I, I just thought we were going to play Madden. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got pissed off because um, Ivan told me that his brother was going to do a favor for us, whatever, right? And then I, and then, um, I told um, my son's mom, yeah, don't worry about it. It's going to be taken care of. Ivan's brother going to take care of it. Then, like, she asked, which brother? And I said, what the fuck, which brother? It's, I, he only has, I'll make up a brother, Sam. 
<laughs> he's, Sam is gonna fucking take care of it. He told me that story. He said, "Pickle brother, any fucking any brother." Fucking brother. <laughs> so that, that took me off. Oh, bro. dude, that's I don't know why because snap because I finally took care of the problem, but now it's already done. Why are you asking more questions? <laughs> I know, huh? That pisses me off. So that, so that, yeah, man, I don't know why I had him. He was like, they're like. Third party, bro. I'm scared. Um, I've, always, I've been that story of my life, fool. Life for the third wheel over here, dog. So, that ever, you, you ever been in a situation like that with a band or or checks bounce or. <laughs> motherfucker said, Where my rose is, you was, motherfucker. <laughs> I heard the song on MTV last night. <laughs> Actually, no, not That's know, how I hound people for money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you live in my house. Yeah, no, not, you know, it's always been. It's always been on an honest level, you know, as far as I know, you know. And, uh, but I know I remember sitting on the couch at my house and I heard my one of my songs on TV and I was like, oh shit. You know, instantly you think money, you know. <laughs> and it, <it's>, <laughs> I think that song was called Chiching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then so I, uh, yeah, exactly. I, uh, it's a casino hit. So I called the other guys and I go, dude, did you watch that? He's like, oh, I didn't know that was on there. And, and uh, the next guy tells the other guy, and the other guy, and then you know sometimes lawyers go ahead and do stuff that you don't really know what's you know going on exactly what's going on, and you know it, it, bad members always last to know, you know, and uh, always, yeah. <laughs> they told and, the producer, uh, and then uh, you know then it plays out, and you and you you know a couple of weeks later you get a check in your mail, and you're you know you're happy. It's quite a little surprise, you know. Oh, this thing about... Um, Especially when you're, uh, you know, a broke little band. Yeah. You know, growing up. So, those are good surprises. So, yeah. Man, you guys, you guys ever been together somewhere where you guys kind of go, man, you know what? This was going to happen. We're either going to get high and just be high, or we're going to eat and just eat. <laughs> yeah. I'll choose high and be high, bro. <laughs> Stay high. I've been hungry in my hotel room, man. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Dog. It happens to you, man. When you're just hungry in your hotel room. Oh yeah, no, no. It happens. I think it happened a couple weeks ago. Actually. Is it a raid the raid the vending machine? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a thing. No, man. I just went. Uh, you know, uh, a couple weeks ago, I went to this. One of my friendly, uh, one of my favorite venues in uh, in the world. Really, it, one of my top five favorite venues in the world is uh, Pappy and Harriet's out in uh, out in uh, Pioneer Joshua Town. Cheer, Pioneer Town. So I. Uh, um, Where's that at? It's uh, going over there by... Dude, you know where it's at? Where you went to the birthday party for Eric Andre, for where that little trailer's at and shit. Okay, I know where that is. Yeah. So I was, it's you know... It's actually a badass spot, dog. I didn't want to spend a lot of money on the whole trip. And you, you don't have to, but I still wanted to be a little cheap. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, my plan was to stay, check in at the, at the, uh, at the cheapest hotel I could find and the, and the cheapest cab ride from, uh, from the hotel to the venue. Got a teepee. Because, you know, there's a, they have a venue on the premises, but it's always booked up. And that's the ideal one you want. And it's the cleanest one. It's really nice. Right there. Walk to shabby, it. shabby, chic hotel. You know, it's great. It's rock, stumble a distance. You're going to have a great night. So, I, But I chose the, the cheap hotel because, I wanted, like I said, I want to keep it true that weekend. And, uh, uh, you know, but I prepared because I knew with, with getting a cheap hotel, you know, there's going to be not going to be any vending machines around. You know, especially with a sleepy town like, you know, Joshua Tree. That's not a big population. And. There's not much. There's maybe a Seven Eleven down the road, but you're not going anywhere because you're drinking. You know that's the whole point. We're drinking, we're partying. You want to be self-contained in the hotel room. So I planned on it with my ice chest, little ice chest in the room, and uh, you know I always bring a comforter. That's the thing. I always bring a comforter because I want to. I want to roll around in lily pad. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like they never wash a comforter at hotels. 
So <laughs> just the sheets. Most of the time, they don't wash the comforter. So you bring your own your own, uh, your own comforter to be comfortable. And uh, anyway, so I bring my my little you know my my yeah my my stash of stuff so I can be comfortable. And uh, so I bring a sandwich with me because uh, I knew I'm going to be hungry at the end of the night, and there's not going to be shit around. So, like I said, I walk into the room and I, I bring my ashtrays in there and I put the sandwich on top of the refrigerator and not even 30 seconds later, right? You know, these roaches were, were commando roaches. Commando roach. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking bionic roach. <laughs> like, shit. Roaches. You, you don't see roaches. You don't ever see roaches. Like, you only see them. They do their work at night. They do, the yeah, off. exactly. They do work at night. But these roaches were ruthless and they Ooh, can't. What do you got here, y'all? <laughs> you can hear these roaches. Marching, marching to the sandwich, and I was all oh, hell no. This is the Damn. kind of hotel you're staying at. You get, you pay for what you, you know, you pay. Yeah. The reason why I got the we- hotel like that, I'm saying I'm being cheap, and I just want to party and just lay my head a couple hours and go and take the road back home, so I'm not still drunk or whatever. Ended up know? getting a roach massage. I took my sandwich with me. Yeah, so I took my sandwich with me, and uh, and yeah, it, I, I had my sandwich the whole night during the show. Thirty eight dollars a night. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it was called. Yeah, it was called the Hat Rack Hotel. Yeah, Ken <laughs> Rolling Stone over here. <laughs> yeah, it was great. So, uh, yeah, I didn't leave the sandwich there. And the thing is, I brought a tent with me because I wanted to go. Cause you can camp on the premises there uh, for go get ten bucks a night. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I was, dude, I'll, yeah, well, it's relatively safe out there. I heard. So, I brought my uh, and I, I tried to pitch the tent in the room so I wouldn't have to sleep around the. At this point, you want some privacy? (laughs) (laughs) Saw a lot of Wes Anderson movies. (laughs) I love that movie. Well, you know, there's no, the room's so small, so shitty, there's not even room to pitch a tent in the room. You know? They started a fire and shit. Well, you think about about the roaches, then you start thinking about bed bugs. Richie Tenenbaum over here. (laughs) (laughs) What's your hat? You start thinking about bed bugs, you know. You start you start thinking about critters crawling in your ear. It just drives me nuts. So I just oh my god, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I you know I stayed up the whole night that night. And, uh, this is a couple weeks ago, actually. When, uh, we, when we spent that night at my my cousin's house, they had a rat somewhere, I guess. And every <laughs> every night, that fool trying to break into a box. You can hear him like this. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they do it, dog. They, their their whiskers are sensors, so as oh, soon man. as you hit a, a human foot on the ground, oh. they'll stop. What? That's nasty. <laughs> yeah, dog. Yeah, yeah, so they came out. They yeah, and you know the thing is, is you can't. I, they had a fridge there that was working, but uh, roaches are known to crawl get into your fridge also. No, Hell yeah, you know Rodrigo, right? They'll get in those stuff. fucking seams, dude. There's people that have roaches inside the refrigerators, dog. They'll lay eggs in that little tape for those. Oh, fuck yeah, dog. So I took the sandwich with me. And, uh, it's been a good ass sandwich, bro. <laughs> I know, but did you get Ike's? Save me some. Man. <laughs> yeah, no. I didn't. I didn't carry it around with me through the whole show. You know, because it was in a backpack. It was so big. Damn great. I brought it from Costa Rica. Yeah, because <laughs> I knew I'm gonna want the sandwich. You know, later. So my friend happened to be staying at the nice hotel on the premises, and I was able to keep the sandwich. Could I stash it in here, bro? Yeah, and I. <laughs> yeah, there's so a bite a, taken out, huh? Yeah. Well. Yeah, well, it was it was, uh, it was section, so you know, I, I think everybody know I, I, I got made this, the sandwich made it home. <laughs> it, the sandwich made it back to the Hat Rack Hotel, and we feasted and uh, <laughs> feasted. <laughs> feasted. Eh? <laughs> what are you doing this week? We're feasting. <laughs> For uh, good times, man. That's a, a good time, man. Yeah. Won't you smell that good ass hot mayonnaise, bro? <laughs> 
Anyway, being home, I, I try to create little little uh, adventures like that after not being on the road. I do miss it. So <laughs> You do, fool? Uh, once in a while, yeah. yeah. I stay in hat roaches for, for fun. <laughs> <laughs> there's plenty of trouble there's plenty of trouble in Southern California if you're not oh, on the yeah. roads but almost too much you know like fun little pockets yeah little the smash house yeah. <laughs> hell yeah, yeah the smash yeah. house R.I.P. dog shit man I wish I had a, I wish I had a grip of, of, uh, of dough to recreate one you know like, we like need a set like dough, a set dog. you know yeah, like fool. a set in your backyard hey I'm gonna go hang out with the dudes in my backyard like, let me tell you something you know a smash house will take five years off your life every ten years right you know that right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, that's a lot of wasted time just having sex doing nothing huh? and barbecuing. <laughs> Hell yeah, fool. You got to kick it like East Bond and Down, bro. <laughs> Hell yeah, dog. Blazing and shit. <laughs> yes, fool. If you're a partier, man, sex is a little too much work sometimes, you know? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it only takes a couple of pumps. You ain't got no more pumps Still left. Still too much work, man. Didn't Brittany uh, Mac say that? I was like, oh, Jerry, too much uh, work. I could picture Jerry already done having sex, bro. What if you got to finish it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's how, <laughs> he'd that's be the first one ready, though. Re- alone, man. I, I have to talk. <laughs> hang out. I just want to hang out. I'm over here just fucking trying to get bites out. I like, just want to hang out. should have hung out. <laughs> you should have hung yeah, out, man. Yeah, chase on boats. <laughs> no, but that other chick had a boat. Yeah, the owner of the house. Yeah, we're supposed to go and have a suit in that boat. It never happened. Never Just it. motorboats, <laughs> baby said. Too far. We wanted fun. We wanted fun at convenience. Close couple of couple of cities. You guys spend the night there. Hell yeah! Fool. So those three hot chicks and just three of you guys. Yeah, and, and a mad chick. Uh, it was a fourth girl. Yeah, yeah. She didn't have a man at she that time. She was mad. She probably went right everybody out. Fuck! Fuck! Imagine fool. Yeah. They don't even talk anymore, huh, dog? She's on her own yeah. trip now, huh? Yeah, she is. I heard some shit that fucking, what's her name, trying to say, I don't know, man. That looks like it could be Rodrigo's kid. It doesn't look like the dad. She was actually <laughs> the cooler one. Hell she yeah. She was actually the cooler one. She's just, she wasn't she wasn't available. I mean, she was I, I, hey, available, but nobody just, nobody's. I know you wanted to crawl in there and tear that shit up. She was the coolest one. But, <laughs> look at this little dog. But, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't run through the smash house. You're appointed. You're appointed. You can't run it. You can't run. It. It's not. It's not a. It's, it's not, not a for it's election. It's not an orgy. It's not an orgy. Huh? No, you're not gonna fucking stick your dick in her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that that old chestnut. How long? <laughs> how, how, how long did the good time last? Eh? What was that? Like a good two month run or three? No, longer than that. Four. Food? You're posting photos sometimes, man. Yeah, I didn't give a fuck. I was like, fuck, hey, kicking, kicking. <laughs> yeah. Before Instagram. Oh, the prison chick. Yeah, that was a prisoner right there. Oh yeah, man. Oh, the prisoner chick. You had the prisoner uh, girl. You had the prisoner girl, right? She's to make spread for everybody. <laughs> nah, fool. She's, she's hot. Like, she's, I think yeah. she's the hottest one though. Hell yeah, dog. Were there kids running around though? Yeah, the the little kid, the girl. She had custody of the girl at that time. It was at that house and remember, remember when I took it to that house in Drew Street? Oh, that shit was fucking pitiful, dog. I didn't know that fucked up. Bro. It was fucked up. I only fool. been there once in my night. Dude, we're over there fucking hitting the bong, little kids in diapers right there with weed smoking their face. I was like, dude, man. And, but they make some good ass ceviche, though. <laughs> Scandalous, huh? I didn't That's know this girl that well, man. I went to her house a couple of times, you know, but um, I never went to the daytime. And then, like, she kept bugging me, come to my house, come to my house. We're watching the Lakers game. Yeah, it was so a I playoff, go over fool. there, man. And, um, Man, she's a total ghetto chick, man, in the daytime. She was wearing thunder fucking um, Uggs and shorts. Yeah, oh, man, that's a look right there. Uggs yeah. and shorts and a, La- and, a, and a Laker jersey, big yes. hoops, big hoops and a Laker hat. And um, these are chicks that are not allowed at the forum or Staples Center because they might stab somebody. <laughs> or 
or steal and something. Th- there's another chick with her baby, and um, she ain't blazing, but she's mad. And another chick shows up, and all young girls with babies. And then, like, I'm just hitting a bong, happy. I mean, like, I have kids too, man. I don't give a fuck. Really. At least they're watching them. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm hearing a bong, little kid running around a diaper, and then we, they're not finding that said, man. If you want to leave, we'll leave, eh? <laughs> but we're the heart of the gang and the shit that was in gang. That's when I was going down, dog. And I, I didn't even know, man. So you you know? got to mind yourself a little bit, right? Yeah, we didn't even fucking pay. It was to us. It was. It wasn't even happening because we're there during the day. It was a regular day hanging out at some other chick's house again. Yeah, you're like fuck get, it. Get me out of here at the same time. You want to stay and see what happens, right? Yeah, man. It was, <laughs> Smash House didn't start there at all, man. <laughs> it was more like we dipped. We took off. <laughs> You didn't, you, didn't keep the, you didn't keep the scene alive. You just <laughs> nah, Hell no, bro. man. You want to become victims. Hell no. <laughs> uh, I'll be talking shit about us right there fucking two years later with the kid. That motherfucking fat motherfucker. <laughs> I'm about to hit in a bong. I said, man, I didn't know this chick was hardcore like that. Yeah, eh? fool. They look like the chicks that had fucking guns stashed in that pad, dog. Man. I'm hanging out with them, the the live in the movie set of Mi Vida Loca. <laughs> Hell yeah, the real one, dog. So what's up, man? You think uh, like a lot of bands say now, you know, a lot of people, you know, there's people on podcasts that say like they st- like Dean Del Rey or people like that or people in bands, they say that Napster ruined their sales. Yeah, in the beginning, but then it, it, it turns it turns and, into a different animal, really. And, and pirating it, and yeah, all that. Yeah, but I think you conform to it. You, you, uh. Yeah, it does in the beginning because you don't know how to you don't know how to deal with it or, or acclimate to it, right? You know, and especially so. if there's someone that's huge like Metallica that's gonna cut into their cells, they're gonna get pissed and start talking shit. But that band got big off of fucking tapes that they used to send across the country, right? Yeah. Little demo tapes yeah. that created a scene out of that shit. You know, a couple things happen. It's flight or fright. You know, you you know, just kind of you kind of like uh, you know just you kind of figure it out, you know, and and make the best of. And you got to be in the, it's it's a, it's a world of live music now, you know. I, I mean, way more shows I mean, a, than there were. Before. Yeah, there's more shows than before. I mean, the reason why you see more shows now is because nobody's selling records, really. You know, in, in, in an underground sense, you know, or or a mid-level sense, you know. I, I think the artists don't lose no money, man. I think the record companies do, but they, the record companies don't want to say that we're losing money, but it's not. It's actually the record company losing money because the artist makes tons of money on touring. That's where his money comes in. Yeah, at yeah. a certain and level. Pirate and bootlegging can never cut, cut into that shit. Fuck no. No, no, never. Yeah, no. But it's also the label saying, hey, guys, we're losing money. And then the artists were, yeah, we are losing money. Yeah, I'm losing fucking 25 cents. Like, fuck, you're getting jacked from fucking your deal anyways. Yeah, label, labels, well, labels just start to fold, you know, for sure. For sure no know? more Christmas parties, huh? No more Christmas parties. <laughs> no, no more company cards. No. Uh, no more bonuses. You know, they're smaller labels now. They and our guys in the back. It was yeah. from groupies to smash houses. <laughs> you know the coolest label I've I've I I uh, experienced lately was not not because I have done business with them or or uh, I've just noticed from afar is was Burger Records and um you Why know well they're selling records you know they you know on the underground level they're selling records and you know they're being creative with with the times with the nostalgia and so they're selling vinyl and, and cassettes and you, you know just hipster shit you know <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, you know, uh, so the, I went to a show recently, like a whole Burger Record show, and uh, they they spared they spared no expense for the party. They they forked all they forked the money out for the 
big party, a big backstage party. Had everybody come in, and you could tell they were grassroots, and they weren't really there to, you know, to make, you know. I think that was smart by keeping the, it'll keep the label popular and keep it, you know, going and, and uh, people seeing that it's a, it's a hip label and uh, they don't, it's, it's really grassroots and they're not there to, you know, to be the, the big corporate monster that, you know, that, that owns that big fat house on a hill somewhere, you know, real grassroots. So that's what's popping up everywhere is a little grassroots, grassroots label that keep it pretty real, you know, so I think that's the new, that's how it is now, all these boutique, boutique labels. Um, we're going to keep it, you know, going, you know, as far as grassroots go. And a lot of them are signing bigger bands, you know, like bigger, bigger, uh, alternative bands, you know? So, you know, I, I'm, I'm talking alternative music and, and underground music. I don't know. I don't know how the world, my major labels and, you know, the Rihanna's of the world are, are pulling it through now. I don't, I don't know. You know, I know probably major labels are folding and, uh, and a lot of those, a lot of those, uh, uh, a lot of those artists are creating their own thing, really, you know. But you still, like Voodoo Glow Skulls, they came from a DIY standpoint, so they were always that way. That's what saved the band. Right. Because, yeah. I mean, if they were, if they went corporate, if you guys got a record deal right away and fucking got all that love and then yeah. no more love, that's bankrupted out of fucking it, what the fuck you guys do, right? Right, that's what saved the band. From backyard parties to fucking legitimate shows to a label to a bigger independent label. You yeah. got mad distribution. That's, and then the work ethic, the work know, ethic still, was still a, there. The work ethic was a big thing. Is that's what saved the band? You know, really. It's like it, that's you now. I, I would suppose you would. You, it would be a equivalent to like a blue collar job, a blue collar band, right? You're just doing the work, and you know, you're getting you know getting paid for your uh, your uh, hard work. Yeah, that's good. You know? Yeah, man. Yeah, so man. what are you working on now with the two other bands? You're touring? No, no touring. I'm. Uh, I you know. I still don't have the itch for touring at all. Any for shows coming up? You want to tell the fans? Or yeah, watch you? yeah. I uh, I have a couple of side. I have a couple of side bands that I started. Uh, I have actually three bands. One's a Hito Hito. Now we're he it's ukulele hero, and he does it's a <coughs> it's a punk rock and um, it's a cover band. It's punk rock and oldies covers, and uh, it's me with this little glorified percussion kit, and I and I back up. It's his project, and I back him up and. Uh, the beats with the beats, and uh, it's pre it's actually starting to take off. It gets it's getting pretty popular, but because of my work schedule, I can't do all the shows. So again, that's like my little side project. And I have another one called uh, uh, Dead Sparrows. That's my project, and uh, we actually have a co show coming up. Uh, I'll remind you of that show in a second here, as soon as I look it up. But um, that's coming up down in Riverside. I want to say June. Anyway, so I have another side band. Uh, I'll get to that in a second. I have another side band called uh, um, Emily and the Blackouts, and that's with the guitar player Voodoo. That's Eddie, the guitar player Voodoo. And that one's that one's just that one's fresh, and it's just we're recording right now and see what happens with that. But that's that's pretty. It's pretty good little band, and you know, it's like one of those bands that can kind of take off and go through the roller coaster. Not the '90s roller coaster because that doesn't exist anymore, really. You know, um, of having a band get really super popular, but that one's kind of promising. And uh, I don't want—I don't think at this point anybody has time to tour um, with that. So that'd be more of a recording thing, and maybe a couple of Southern California shows, and maybe a couple of jaunts up north, and maybe like a week somewhere else in another country or something like that. Which I so ideally would want to happen, but as for now, it's it's really young and. And uh, I like to see it take off a little bit, but not not and not the monster it was of, of Voodoo, where we're touring seven months out of the year. You know, those guys are still hitting it hard, 
And I commend I commend him for that's seven it. Seven months without going home? No, it's it's seven months uh within within the twelve month, you know. So you know I that's how that's how it was when I was touring, you know, seven months out of the twelve month year. And there's there's guys almost did that again in recent in recent touring, but I think just about, you know, it's it's still even if they're doing five months out of the twelve years, six months, it still sounds super tired to me. And I commend those guys again for doing it. It's really hard. So yeah, so my other side band is called the Dead Sparrows, and that's uh, I'm playing. Uh, um, we're playing uh, a small club in. Uh, it's actually a gay bar in uh, in <laughs> in, uh, in Riverside called the Menagerie, and it's a good little place. And it's uh, it's a summer kickoff party uh, Sunday, June twelfth, and that's with the local band, the Debonairs, Slag, uh, Dead Sparrows, because you know we're kind of still the opener band. We don't have a lot of songs. But we're having fun. Yeah. You, can, you guys got an Instagram page too, right? Yeah, it's Dead Sparrows Sur dot com because there's a Dead Sparrows Florida, so we call it Dead Sparrows uh, Sur <laughs> as in South. The Dead Golondrinas dog. <laughs> Jerry O'Neill, former drummer of Voodoo Glow Skulls, founding yeah, member, founding member, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> and uh, a lot of big bands to open up for you guys, that no doubt. Yeah, yeah, a good handful of. They uh, to open up for you guys, yeah, yeah and that guy from the. What was his name? Um, Parker? Parker. Fraker? No, Parker, the guy from, uh, he plays drums for, what's the name? Big One Eight Two. Oh, uh, Travis Barker. Travis Barker. Oh, uh, yeah, Travis Barker. Yeah. He used to sleep on Eddie's fucking couch, huh? Yeah, come out and sleep with the couch. Actually, you know what's funny is, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, he, he's he's an amazing drummer. He's, be, he's you know, obviously he's kind of, you know, he's huge now. You know, he, to me, he's like the, our, our, uh, our, our, I'd say, I'd say he's our era, Buddy Rich. He's the no, right. Buddy Rich of today, really. You know, I mean, not with the same musical styles. Buddy Rich probably wouldn't have that kind of music, obviously, because right, right. he's an old fucking asshole, probably. You Big know? band motherfucker. Yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, actually, I heard he was a total asshole. You know, from, Buddy Rich. From, yeah, yeah, but like, you know, he could kick your ass because he knew of judo and all that. But anyway, that, yeah, <laughs> stab that fool. But to me, I, I would say he's the, uh, he's the. Um, He's the buddy rich of of our of our time. So yeah, he crashed their couch a couple of times back in the day. And if, okay, my story was that he, uh, you know, he was in the band called the Aquabats. Yeah, the Aquabats. Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah. You still got your bat suit? Yeah, and he told me that he was going to join. Maybe I shouldn't say this, but he wanted to join uh, Blink One Eighty Two, and uh, he he needed an alibi because he was supposed to, he, he was supposed to uh, practice with. Uh, uh, with uh, Alcobas that day, and he told me if you guys if you talk to those guys, tell them that uh, I was jamming with you, with me. He was that jamming with me, <laughs> yeah, and uh, like you know, that's the story that we were we're gonna jam together, do some, and but in reality, he's gonna go practice with Blink and the rest is history. And you know, you know, it's like, yeah, I think I think the whole point of that thing is he didn't want to hurt anybody. You know, he's yeah. like probably a nice guy. Yeah, that's how he, he was. You know, nice guy. And like, but you know, opportunity knocks, take it, right? Hell yeah, man. Without Bernie Bridges. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Build another bridge. <laughs> so what's up, fool? Can people um, ask, call you for uh, for rides? The cab driver, you have the number? In Inland yeah. Empire? Inland Empire, man. And, and beyond. If you want to talk about voodoo glow schools and punk music and get a nice ride yeah. anywhere, hit up Jerry O'Neill. Yeah. One Step Beyond. What's your number? Uh, it's 951-544-0129. And also tell them how much you love the podcast. Anybody, man, if you're out there partying in the Riverside area, San Bernardino area, or maybe you're leaving the Felipe Esparza show for the Ontario Improv. <laughs> and, man, you want somebody to pick you up, man. 
Yeah, you we'll wanna, have fun. You know, you have fun, man. No, we'll have fun in the cab. You know, people think. You know, a lot of people are like, "Why are you driving a cab?" You know, well, I got I got into the cab out of necessity. I Taxi driver, the movie, right? Yeah, no, I just need I, I just need I need a job out of necessity. You know, but. I've always wanted to be a cab driver because I just like the low brow of, uh, of, of life. We were on tour you know? one time. He's all, man, I, I think I'm going I'm to do two things, man. I'm either going to be a barber man or drive a cab, man. <laughs> and he's all, because there was a dude that was driving us around. I think it was New Orleans or something. Yeah. And the whole time this cab driver was driving around, he had his fucking hand on the horn. So if anybody got in the way, he'd be burp, burp. Yeah, yeah. I remember that full remember. I got out of necessity. And the thing is, I, I just like the low brow stuff of life, the trail of life. Like the you know Jack Kerouac and Bukowski beat poet stuff, all the weird, sh- all those. You know, I just want to see life from the from the bottom up. You know, hell yeah, man. You know, so. you, you get you to a lot of things, man. Hell yeah, yeah. a lot of good ass stories, huh? Yeah, a lot of great stories, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Tell when the woman the guy shot me in the back. <laughs> they were having sex. No, you know I've driven with a couple cab drivers here in the, in Los Angeles, and uh, you know they're pretty. It's pretty gnarly out here. You know I live in a smaller town. They get. In, but we have San, San Bernardino, which pretty gets pretty scary too. And uh, I, it's never that not that crazy. I have a handful of crazy stories, but it's, I don't think it's nearly as crazy as it would be living in Los Angeles, New York, or uh, Vegas. But you know, they're still there. And, you know, uh, everybody stay safe out there. And you're on Instagram and Facebook too, right? Mm-hmm. What is it? Uh, my Instagram is uh, shipwreck uh, shipwreck sixty nine. Yeah. Shipwreck <laughs> sixty nine people. Shipwreck. Yeah, you can see. Also, uh, man, you want to tell anybody or a guest, bro, that that love the band, they know who you are. Want to tell them anything? A little message. Yeah. Do what you want. Yeah, just a little PSA from Jerry uh, O'Neill over here. Yeah, uh, just keep it going, keep it alive, and have fun with it. You know, with anything you do, really, and don't start any more bands. There's enough out there. <laughs> <laughs> People think it's easy, Huffle. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard biz and crack, man. But it's hard. Also, man, as far as shitty promoters go, man, <laughs> you're a young comic and you're worried about the comedian, the promoter robbing you. And when he asks you, do you need a light? You tell him, yeah, man, you give me the light. <laughs> That's when you get off stage, you know, the, you know, the motherfucker holding a flashlight is holding the money. <laughs> <laughs> so what's up, fool? Thank you, Jerry O'Neill. Oh yeah, thank you very much. Thanks, guys. From Voodoo Glow Skulls. Thanks, and oh, yeah. Bad Sparrows. <laughs> Dead Sparrows. Dead Sparrows. Yeah, thanks for saving me out of the gorilla cage there today. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. From Smash House. <laughs> <laughs> okay, take me back there, dog. All right, we're gonna make yeah. a new one. And good you, times. Hell yeah, man. Hit me up on uh, Twitter, Instagram, all that. Also, shit. man, check out Rodrigo's new podcast. Yeah, man, podcast. Yeah, man. He released it last night at um, well, two nights ago. It's on SoundCloud. Look for it and share it, man. Yeah, man. Podcast. His first guest is Alfred Robles. Yeah, man. Do the lips, eh? <laughs> Fuck that. I'll do it on fucking Snapchat right now. <laughs> What's up, fool? Podcast. Hell yeah. Oh. Get ready to rise and shine get ready to dive in reach out to grow get ready to launch and to lead get ready for your hire visit rmu.edu today to see the stats stories and rankings robert morris university get ready